it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. All right, so welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Cuatro Cuatro Dos. Once again, this is your boy Christian, and today we are doing something a little bit different. So last time, last week, actually, we went on Twitch, and we did a little Twitch uh, video where people were commenting, and, uh, you know, usually through, obviously, chat, because there's not, I don't, well, honestly, I don't know, but uh, there wasn't an option for people to come in and chime in, you know, with their own opinions, with their own words, But uh, today we're actually doing something different. We're doing uh, we're going on Discord. So we have a couple people right now on Discord, you know, that maybe they have their opinions of their own. And I would love to hear them because obviously we're all Dynamo fans. We're all, you know, kind of lovers of these uh, black and orange. And yeah, so before we get into talking about, you know, the this whole thing that I have written down here. I wanted to, of course, you know, just put social media out there. Cuatro Cuatro Dos on, on basically much basically everything on Instagram, Cuatro Dos on Twitter. You can always go to Patreon as well. Uh, and I have what I call Raw Notes. So basically it's this little kind of segment that I've been doing is that every time I go to the game, you know, I watch what goes on in the field and around the stadium and just kind of draw some notes. You know, I try to be funny and stuff like that. So, um, and you know, I just kind of write shit down basically. And, uh, Yeah, and you can kind of, you know, go read it and go kind of laugh or whatever. Uh, always, you know, go check out Dynamo Theory. That's where I'm under. So those guys are always pumping out really good articles. And what else? I don't think I have anything else. Oh, you can go to YouTube and watch those videos over there that I've been doing. Um, hopefully here soon we'll start doing like interviews outside the stadium. So you guys can, you know, once after you're watching the game and hopefully, uh, well, hopefully if we get a win soon, you know, we can... Talk about the win, talk about the game, stuff like that. And, uh, of course, if we have an loser tie, you can always go and, uh, you know, say how much you hate Matt Jordan again. But, yeah, man. But, uh, yeah, Fiora, let me just put on the chat here. Go to the voice thingy. Uh, and, yeah. So, I would, the first thing that I wanted to talk about or kind of want to hit on was uh just is like a question to everybody right so i'll go ahead and, and i'll say my uh, my i'll put my two cents in and then if you guys want to jump in you can always jump in if you want to just type it you can always type so basically you know if we go from like the top of like the everything right which is like the owner of the team this year we we basically got a new owner and obviously we we want a new gm right So obviously everybody, you know, hashtag fire Matt Jordan, you know, hashtag uh, Matt Jordan now, you know, Jordan now and all these things that have been going on. Um, but the question is, okay, so we need a new GM and, you know, what, who or what, you know, would you be willing to, to like see? You know, a lot of people, for example, some people have been saying Eddie Robinson, you know, to, to have him as a new GM. I, I mean, I don't know. Um, I, I don't, I mean... Honestly, I've never seen him play. So as a commentator, he's really good, I think. You know, I think his the way that, you know, his takes on the game, I think they're very, like, knowledgeable. So he, he seems like a knowledgeable guy. You know, Matt Jordan was a goalkeeper. You know, not to diminish any goalkeepers out there, right? But I don't know. I just feel like 
Well, especially, well, I don't know. But Matt Jordan basically doesn't have a good track record. You know, if you go down to all the all the deals that he has done, I think one or two players out of, I don't know how many, you know, I didn't write a list down of how many, which would be an interesting thing to look at to see how many uh, players under, kind of under his name, you know, have come to the Dynamo and how many have been like su- successful, right? Like we can name off the bat, maybe Albert, uh, Albert Elise, being one of the only ones that kind of was successful in a way because now he's playing in Europe and stuff like that. You can say Manotas as well, you know, going to Mexico to kind of maybe not a well-known team in Mexico, but, you know, you know, Mexican league is, is it's kind of well-known in a way, you know. A lot of good players come out of there. Um, and what else? Uh, I can't think of anybody else, honestly. I mean, I know you, some of you guys have been Dynamo fans for longer than I have been. You know, I've been a Dynamo fan since maybe... I think I went to my first Dynamo game in 2013, and I I actually went, I've been going every year since to the opening game, but, you know, usually I just go to the opening match of every year, but since, like, 2017, 18, that's when I kind of started following a little bit more. Uh, Basically, from the U.S. Open Cup, from from that win on, that's when I kind of got really into the Dynamo, and obviously I started the podcast and, like, season... In between season 2019-2020. And then obviously everything went to shit with the pandemic and stuff like that. But that's where basically the channel kind of grew out of basically. Out of 2020-2021. So we're like in our second year. So obviously my vision of the club as a club is very like small. Because you know I wasn't there for the championship years. I wasn't there for like the expansion you know quote unquote years. Uh, I wasn't there where like uh, when a lot of people mentioned Owen Coyle and... And maybe, you know, uh, I was there for like the last of Cabrera, which wasn't really good. But, you know, some people have kind of good memories of Cabrera in a way. Uh, I know the media doesn't have really good views of him because he wasn't very open as Tab is, for example. That's one of the things that I like about Tab Ramos uh, as a coach. But, but we'll get into it in the next in the next point here. But basically, uh, when it comes to GM, the only GM that I've known is Matt Jordan. And as a, I mean, as a GM, to be honest with you guys, like when I, you know, I've been playing soccer and watching soccer all my life and I've never uh, like paid attention to the GM. I don't think a GM was like a role that that was a thing back in the day. I might be wrong, but I've never I've never heard of a GM or somebody that was in charge of like getting players and stuff like that. You know, Uh, I always thought and I always knew that the coach was the one that was that was bringing in the players, you know, like, like, I'm gonna say this now, and I'm probably gonna say it a million times, but you know, growing up with Boca Juniors fans, the same old shit, right, they always say, but you know, growing up, I, I always used to see the coaches bring in their players, which is basically what Tab Ramos is doing now, right, I don't think he needs the help of Matt Jordan, so one of my ideas, maybe, I guess it might be a crazy one to some of you, but what if we have Ty Ramos, you know, kind of fulfill both roles, you know, a role of a GM and a role of a coach, you know, obviously coaching is like his main role, but also, I mean, he's already doing the GM part. If you think about it, you know, he brought, he brought Baird, you know, he brought, um, who else? Tim Parker, you know, uh, even though he, obviously he's always going to have to credit, you know, Matt Jordan, because that's his job. But I think he brought in Tim Parker. Uh, he brought in... Who else? You know, Dorsey, he brought in uh, Lasseter. 
he brought in, you know, just a, a few, a bunch of guys that I would say, you know, that were kind of under his radar or maybe played under him, you know, and he signed into this team. So basically is a, is a Tab Ramos, you know, signed team, a Pasher, you know, like to name a few, um, were plays that he had seen in that he had seen and looked at and, you know, were in the back of his head to like, you know, if I ever make it to the big leagues, you know, I'm taking these holes, you know, these dudes with me basically. So my question to you guys, if, if you know, if you guys are out there, you know, uh, chatting or looking at it, you know, um, you know, like what, you know, what's your opinion and why yes and why not? And then also, you know, if, if, to kind of, counter uh not counter attack but you counter your point if you don't you know who would you bring in is there any names out there that maybe uh are floating around maybe you heard of a guy maybe uh i don't know is there any names that you know kind of cross your mind that maybe that could fulfill that role uh for example me right now i don't know any gms like honestly i have no idea who could be a gm a lot of people said also um Stu holden you know, uh, obviously he was a Dynamo player and now he's like a commentator for Fox Sports, I believe. And maybe, you know, maybe he could be a good one just because he understands the league in, in a different way. Obviously, he played in the league in like the newer years. So he's kind of more accustomed to this whole like gam, tam shit, you know, all these weird terms that the MLS kind of runs with. And uh, obviously he knows players because he has been around. He has been around. He calls games from different teams, you know, he's not just like a dynamo or like a one market type guy, you know, he's been around the MLS. So, you know, if if he was going to get players from the MLS, you know, he could do that. And also he's he's obviously well connected, you know, he I think he's part owner of a team in uh in Spain, so that could be, you know, a possibility of having connections between maybe two clubs, you know, maybe a little bridge between Europe and uh and in Houston type of thing, you know. Um, but it, you know, it's a, it's a question that I think, I mean, obviously I think, I mean, if Matt Jordan doesn't leave by the end of the year, I think every, um, yeah, you can pop in the conversation whenever you want, bro. Uh, just unmute yourself and just start talking and I'll shut up. <laughs> I'll give you the floor. Yeah, go for it. All right. Cool. Cool. Yeah. No, I just wanted to pop in. Um, yeah, no, I, I think that's, uh, I like where you're going with that. I mean, I think Stu Holden would be a really good choice. I think the problem that we've had recently is that the people, there's a big disconnect between the people who are owning and the people who own the club, the people who make the decisions, whether it be the GM or the owners. It seemed like Gabriel Brenner was the guy who was making the decisions. Uh, in the past, it seemed like he had a pretty big grip on the rest of the club. And uh, I think Stu would actually care, you know. And I, whereas I, I see some of these other guys who are just in it for the money, in it for the for whatever, you know, whatever reason other than football, yeah. you know. And I, I think that's the real problem we have at the club. Top to bottom, we have people who are businessmen, and you know, I'm a businessman, so I, I get it. But like, sports business is different than business, and then Dynamo is different than sports business, <laughs> for and soccer is different than basketball like we are we hired witter who i mean i like she's probably been she's probably you know she's very well versed in nba but does that does that translate over to mls i don't know mm-hmm. you know i'm not i'm not the person I, I don't know those things but on the outside when we or when we're looking at the results and we're looking where the club's going it's hard to see it's hard to see positive things when we're losing 14 or we, we're winless in 14 
we're losing five games in a row. You know, it's, it's not good enough. It's not good enough. I'm, I completely agree, man. I completely agree, yeah. And, I mean, as of right now, like, that's one of the only names that are... I mean, he just popped up. He actually popped up as a as a as a potential owner or like minority owner or something like that. But I mean, why not, you know, put him in that GM role, you know, I mean, shit, he can't do any worse. Right. I mean, I don't know, but you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> we, we can only go up. worse than, uh, than Jordan has. And I, I think he's been exposed too yeah. because under, under Cabrera, it seemed like Cabrera had a lot of influence. And I think that might be why he didn't let the media in is he wanted to stake his claim, um, on the team. He was yeah. very, it was his team. It was very much his team. It was all Central South American guys. Uh, as opposed to, we look uh, before and after under Coil, under uh, Tab Ramos now. And don't get me wrong, some of those some of those guys on the field are, are Tab's guys. Yeah. But a lot of them, I think, are just what he's got to work with. You know what I mean? They put him in a terrible position. We don't spend any money. Of course, we're going to do terribly. Yeah. You're gonna, you have the lowest payroll, one of the lowest payrolls in MLS. No wonder you're getting overrun in the midfield. You know, it's. I think Tab. The funny thing is, when I look at Tab signings, I don't think they're that bad. You know, Pasher, we we signed for peanuts, and that was a Tab signing, right? That was not a Jordan signing. That was a Tab signing, and he's looked really, really good. You know, obviously he's had some you know injury problems, whatever, but like he's he's a win. You know, so that's what I hate. To, you know, I'm seeing some people kind of saying, okay, Jordan out, which 100 percent I'm behind. Jordan out, but I see Tab out too, and I, I hate to say it, but I mean the man has been put in a terrible position. I think we, you know, I don't be wrong. Like he, he's made some mistakes, and he's got to take some blame for it. But man, you, you know, you can't, you can't, you can't judge him with when you're like he, he's working with, he's trying to complete against Michelin star restaurant, you know, Michelin star product with uh with like taco truck level food you know what i mean (laughs) like the 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 man is just trying his absolute hardest with with what he's got he's doing he's trying to do his best and obviously his best isn't good enough with what he's got but let's give him some money let's give him let's back him and see see if he can do something with it because obviously he was successful in the u20s i mean I, i think everybody noticed that that's the reason he got a chance with uh you know, with an MLS team with us, right? Yeah. So he he's proven that he can man manage. Now, obviously, this is a bigger stage, and there's it's MLS is different than the international space, but there's got to be a good coach in there somewhere. And I think the way that he he gains respect for all all the players, everybody that plays under him likes him. That's what I've learned about him. Yeah. Even though the things are going bad, it seems like you know when you look at Vera, some of the comments he was making, I think. They they back the manager still even even after all that's gone on, which makes me think that it's not his fault. Yep. You know what? What do you think about that? Do you think it's Tav's fault, or do you think, uh, or how much of the blame do you think is is, is his, and how much is yeah. this, the rest of the club? To uh, to finish off the point of Matt Jordan, and then moving on to to the coach. Uh, also, I think because uh, you know everybody obviously obviously gives uh, Matt Jordan a lot of shit, but then also I I try to like you know step on Matt Jordan's shoes and be like. Okay, well, but you know, this whole time I had to work with you know three hundred dollars that Gabriel Brenner yeah. would give me. You know, so obviously sure. I, I feel bad for for Matt Jordan because obviously you know you don't want to see anybody out of a job or anything like yeah. that. But but obviously he was in a tough position too because his pockets weren't deep as well. So like he was just sure. trying to do whatever he could with whatever he yeah. had. You know, I I don't I don't uh, I don't, and I actually what's interesting is as much as I I think it's time for Matt Jordan to go, I don't hate Matt Jordan. 
Yeah, exactly. exactly. I, I, it's, it, it, you know, he's he's trying his best. His best isn't good enough. I, yeah. I hate to say that, but you know, I also. But the thing that I, I I do realize is, yeah, we haven't. He hasn't been backed. And the thing that I I struggle with is that he indirectly has put Tab in this situation. And I think that I bet when Tab came in under the and and you know all this this I imagine the transaction you know. Uh, with Ted Segal was in the works already, right? Stuff like that doesn't happen overnight. Yeah, I think I think that he was promised something that is not what he has gotten. You know what I mean? Like I imagine he was when he took the job, he didn't just say, "Oh, I'm coming here to work off of peanuts and yeah. to hopefully do something." You know, I I imagine he was said, "Yes, we're going to get a squad together. Yes, I know we're not good right now, but we're we there's we're going to have a you know a rebuild, and you're going to be given adequate funding." Right. I I don't know why he would step into the job if he didn't hear something yeah. like that, right? And so I think that there still has to be some blame put on uh, Matt Jordan. But I mean, Matt Jordan's made some good moves, um, and I, and I understand that he is also, as is as is Tab, in a very hard position. You know, it's he he does not have the budget of the the Timbers or or Seattle or Toronto or you know some of these other markets. You know, like or LA or you know. Or Miami. All of them. The thing is, the the, the thing is, <laughs> all of them really. Yeah. But uh, we have one of the lowest budgets. But the thing that I I struggle with is when you know, for instance, under Wilmer Cabrera, we were a competitive team. Yeah. yeah, we didn't always make playoffs. Yeah, we were. Um, we had our ups and downs, but we had our ups, right? As Major, yeah, as Mad Jordan would yeah. say, we got a U.S. Open Cup. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Of course, okay. He's always going to mention that, right? And then. Look, that was a good. That was a good. Yeah. Good season for us. I'm not, not going to hate on that. It was a great trophy. I'm super happy about that. Yeah. I, I was there for the semifinal, but uh, I, I, the thing that I, I struggle with is that under Tab, I haven't seen the ups. I've only seen the downs, and and I'm comparing that not to one of these top teams, but to like a like a Vancouver Whitecaps, to a you know to a Austin FC, a team whose first team in the first you know, this is their first season in MLS, right? Yeah. And, and they really haven't had, you know, like, obviously they have the investment in the stadium, but as far as their team is, their team is not not that great. Yeah. You know, I when we're talking about some of these teams that really don't have the players on the field and we're still worse than them, you know, mm-hmm. that me, that to me is where the blame really has to come on Matt Jordan. Yep. I agree. I agree. And, yeah, I think I think we can close the door on that one. And, you know, we can probably get back into it some, some other time. But as of right now, I think Matt Jordan – He's on his way out. I mean, he's on his last year of his contract. So, obviously, I think if we doesn't leave by, you know, by the end of the year, then I think all hell is going to break loose, maybe. Oh, one, one, but, one last thing. Yeah, That's, what last That's what we said last year. That's what we said last year. True, true. Then it extended. Here <laughs> so he is. I, I, you know what? I, I wouldn't put it past the Dynamo to extend Matt Jordan again. Even, <laughs> even with what has happened, I, I, can, I do have no faith. I have no faith when yeah. it comes to the, the front office. It's kind of one of those <laughs> things that is like I'll believe it when I when it happens. When I, thing, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Hundred yeah, percent. So. All right. So let's go ahead and move on to to the coach to the coaching staff. So, uh, my my opinion. I mean, I really like Tad Ramos. I think you know since since he came in, I think he gave the team kind of like an identity of what they're actually going to play. Like, if you look at the, that's what I always like. It's kind of like a struggle within me because. You know, on one hand, we kind of, you know, 14 games, no wins. And then you're like, but it's beautiful soccer. I mean, I, I know that people don't agree. But if you look at, you know, the way that we play, like, 
and and I have like really kind of close friends that you know they completely hate Tab Ramos. But yeah. if you look at the you know at the way that the team plays, like compared to like what we have in, in Cabrera, which was like counterattacking and that's it. You know, this yeah. team has like an identity of of playing actual soccer, like moving the ball yeah. around, you know, from one side to the other, trying to, you know, try to put some passes together. I know we're not maybe the greatest yeah. on putting passes together, but like the idea is there, like the fighting, the pressure, yes. the getting the ball back. Like you see the idea that he has put on this team from game one to this last game. And a lot of the games, unfortunately, have been mistakes, like individual mistakes that you can pinpoint. And you're like, man, like this, like this mistake literally cost us the whole entire game. We were doing so good. And like, like the game against uh, Salt Lake, I was watching it, you know, and you're like, man, one, one, let's go. Like we can probably push for a win. And you're like, last fucking minute, you know, Damn, we got hit. But how many how many times have we seen it? How many times have yeah, we seen it? Yeah, exactly. Uh, what what I will say is uh, just I, I I agree with your points. I think um, since Tab Tab has come in, there's he has a system, and that's something that I I, I like. I like to see that um, that he has he has an idea for the team, and he's buying players that fit his system. He wants to high press. Yes. He wants he wants players that are going to work hard. I, for me. When I think of player, I see Tim Parker. That's the guy who's going to work hard. I see. I look at uh, Tyler Pasher. That's the guy who's going to work hard. I look at Fafa Pico. Those are all three of those guys. Great work rate. Corey Baird has been known as one of the best uh, striker winger. Uh, you know, like one of the best pressers in MLS. Yeah. I think that's a, the, all these signings make sense in his system, and I think that's for me is something that separates him um, as as other managers. But what I will contest. Um, is where you said yes, he has a system, and and I agree. I think when we compare the cook to Cabrera, and yes, yes, uh, it was counter counterattacking football, and maybe it's that's not as pleasing for some people. But Cabrera also had a system. Yeah, I, I exactly. disagree. I think he had a system, and it, and his system worked very well. Yeah. Um. It, it, uh, it, at, at times, you know, obviously, it, you know, it's it's not like it was uh, the best best. We were the best team in the league, or anything. But uh, he had a system that he stuck with till the end, and and uh, at times it produced some really good football. Uh, yeah. We were really entertaining to watch with Manotas and Elise. Um, yeah, and, and, and that, that and team was fun to watch. Um, yeah. So I, I think I think that there is, and, and and what I will say that the thing that separates those two coaches for me, and which is funny because Cabrera is in the USL with Toros now, and and uh, and and Tab's the one who's gotten the job, right? Mm-hmm. Is that. Under Tab, we have not seen success. Under Cabrera, we saw success. And when I look at the budgets, they're around the same. Yeah. So that's where I think Tab needs to take some blame. Is that yes, I think uh, you know he's he has made good signings, and I, I think we need to give him time. I'm, I think that uh, judging him right off of you know what's going on right now, the situation he was thrown into, I think would be would be a little brash. You know, you don't want to you don't want to just. Hit on the hit on him, you know, while he's down. But at the same time, the results have to come eventually. And um, I think under Cabrera, we, when we played at home, we knew we were going to win. We were going to win almost every time at home, or at least get a draw. Under under Tab Ramos, I cannot say the same thing. I see a weak, uh, a mentally weak team, and I'm not sure if that's him to blame. And as well, and, and as the the mistakes as well. You said you played soccer all your life, right? Yeah. I, I same same for me. Well, maybe not my whole life, but I I've played in high school, played growing up, you know. Yeah. And and what I know is I, I'm a, I'm a center back, 
And, Me too. Uh, hey, there, there we go. go. Okay, well, then you'll, you'll understand, right? Is that these individual mistakes a lot of times have something to do with the team mentality. And there's, there's the, the small little things that happen in training, the small little things that happen in the game that everybody has to be focused all the time. Those little things translate across the pitch. And those little mistakes are the things that change the games. And those little mistakes are the things that a good coach makes sure doesn't happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think uh, I've played under good coaches. I've played under bad coaches, right? And the good coaches, I I see are the ones that don't let that thing, don't let those things happen by whatever means. And I think that's where Tab has to improve. You know, he says, "Oh, well, we were in this game. We were playing so well, and we just had an individual mistake and we lost." Or, "Oh, we got a little unlucky," or this or that. A good coach takes the blame, fixes it, and moves on, right? And yeah. and. I've seen we've now been on unbe- uh, no wins in 14 games. That's unacceptable. You know what I mean? That is something that you, he, and I can understand why people want to get rid of him. Because you yeah. know what? I, I think that shows that there's some weakness there. Now, Tab is a young coach. Tab is, can improve. And I think he also has a, a squad that's very, that's a very tough, you know, it's a very poor squad. So I think there's a lot of, he has, a, you know, it's not all his fault is yeah. more what I'm saying. But at the same time, you, this has to this has to be fixed eventually, and it has and it eventually has to be now. Really, if I mean he, he can't keep losing games and expect to keep his job, and no matter who's in charge. So I think it's it's up to him now. You know, it's up to him now. Can he can he salvage? And I, by salvage the season, I don't mean make playoffs because that's not happening. By salvage this season, I mean turn this around and show progress. Show progress. And that's that's all we care about as fans. If you keep showing, you show us where you're going. You, you I, you've made some good signings. Yes, you've made you you know your. We see your vision. I think we both agree on that, right? Yeah, yeah. But but you have to show the progress, and that's where where he he'll have to prove to the fans, you know, that that he can do that. I if I may for a second, go for it. You there? Oh, um, I think that has had a good system. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's not the best for MLS, but I mean, that's due to the players' fitness. They can't run for 90 minutes. And making one sub last game is unacceptable to me. Terrible. Um, the players have been good, but they just don't have the fitness for the system. And that's where I see the issue. So until we get good players that can play in this system, we won't be good. And that's what I have to say about tab system. I, I think yeah, let me just add a little thing I think that's a good point um, I will say this he has players that I think um, they trust and the reason he trusts them is because they work hard and I think he needs more of those players for his like for his system I don't think we're like our squad is fully built out I think another thing is is Tab wants to play with possession right yes he wants high press but when he has once, once we win the ball he wants to play with possession he wants right? to keep it yeah it's very hard to keep the ball when you're playing with Darwin Sarin I mean, or, or you're playing with you know, Joe Corona. <laughs> yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like with that, bad that passes. So, yes, yes. Yeah. I've been so saying it so for the entire season. Our midfield yeah. needs a revamp. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, I mean, I think everybody knows that. And and I, the thing that I know is you know, playing on teams or, or watching soccer is is when you have a midfield that is that is lacking in quality, it makes everybody else's job harder. It makes the defenders a lot harder. You get a lot more pressure on mm-hmm. your defense, right? If you have you're giving away the ball in midfield, right? At your attackers. If they're giving away the ball in midfield, they have to run and press more, right? Yep. Tires them out, right? Yep. And then, and then 
you, you start to fa- factor in the the mental side that you know oh you you know you're looking at your teammate and he plays another bad pass he plays another bad pass well after you watch that over and over and over again you stop making the run you know it's these little things are like domino effects across the entire team Sorry. and i think that's that's where we need quality that's where the money needs to come in right and that's that's where i i, I you know I, I i see tab and he has these these players that he likes that are going to press right and I think that if he was given a little, and this is where I think it's unfair on him, is that if he was given a little more investment and, and we were to, able to sign the kind of central midfielders in particular that some of these other t- these other teams are able to sign, I think that would really help. I think that would, would be an instant impact in the, you know, in the kind of, the, the, you know, the leads we squander. I don't think you do that with a good midfield, right? You're able to see out games, right? Yeah. The only midfielder on the entire team that I think is MLS quality, in reality, is Matias Vera. My boy. I, I'm going to be honest. Yeah. He, he is a beast. He's a workhorse. He's a guy who will give you everything. He is right? literally defending, passing, and scoring. <laughs> yes. Yes. He's literally... You know, and, and the funny thing is, you know, in, in, when he was MVP of the team, I think... Last year. Uh, no, it was last year. Yeah. yeah. It was last year, man. Time flies. But uh, I, it was last year, and, and, and he was... He, it was because he was just a defender and he was a bully and he would win the ball and get it forward and we would you know we would we would score we would miss we usually miss because we don't have a real striker but <laughs> you know <laughs> but uh, but, that's but than, yeah that's another issue you're right um, but I think that's the thing is you know you put Matias Vera in a in a Portland side you put uh, Matias Vera in you know in Seattle that guy is a star. That guy's a star. Yeah. I'm telling you that. I'm telling you that. He's the. He'll be the Lodero, right? You know, it, it's it, obviously they're different players, but I think that's the sad thing is that we're wasting these these guys' careers just because we're not willing to invest. And I see the same thing when I look at Elise and, when Elise and Manotas were here. Now, luckily, both of them were both quality and they were playing at the same time, but they had the same problem. We had a very weak midfield behind them, and that's why we countered. And I think that's the reason why I. I understand where Wilmer was coming from because if you're not going to be able to hold possession and you're you're you have a strong you know strong front line like that, you don't need the ball. You just need you just need to get a few chances, take your chances, and sit back because you're not going to be able to hold possession. You're going to have too many mistakes. You're going to give the ball away. And yeah. I think that's the frustrating thing is, and it, it might be a little idealistic from Tab, you know, to to think that with our midfield, one, in my opinion, one of the worst midfields in the MLS, right? Yep. Think that you can go in and high press, and high press and control possession against you know 80 percent of the league and 80 percent of the games. You're crazy. You're crazy. It's just that that can't happen. And I think and I think that's where Tab is a little naive. Is he's thinking, okay, I have this system. This is how I want to play. Well, you don't have the players for that right now. So you have to adapt your system, right? Yep. And, and I, I I think that I hope he realizes that. And I don't know. I don't know if he, you don't need to throw what you have out the window, but you either need to say, "Hey, Matt Jordan, hey Ted Seagal, I need investment, or I'm not going to be able to play how how I want to play. Let me leave, or I need investment now." Or you say, "Okay, I'm not going to be able to have, play how I want to play. I'm going to change my system." Yeah. And with the way that with the way that the Dynamo have been run over the the, the last you know seven eight years, I bet it will be the latter that happens. Or he'll just be fired altogether. Sorry? Changing his system? Yeah, I think he'll be Tab, forced. I think he'll Tab, be forced. Tab's not changing his system. He's shown that the entire season. 
they don't get fired. They don't get fired. Uh, you know, I, it's just I think that's because the, his system relies on investment, and the investment's not coming. So he can't. That's why a lot of people want him out now. Yeah, and I and I understand that, and that makes sense to me. And as even as someone who I think Tabs will, you know, deserves a chance. I think Tab is a good coach, as I thought Wilmer was a good coach, and I. And I think that the, the problem lies at the top, and that's where, where I, I struggle. I struggle to put blame on Tab because I'm seeing the same things happen across different regimes of, you know, of sorts, and they're the same problems, a weak midfield, not addressed, not addressed, right? And, and, and the other thing is we, we make the signings in the wrong positions. Uh, you know, I, I, don't know, I don't know why we, like, for instance... At the time, right? We had we had uh, uh, Bayamich. What, what is what's the point of Bayamich? Yeah. What is this guy doing in our team? He's he's one point five million, right? Yeah. Or one point two million for a guy that doesn't is not ready to play in the MLS. Yeah, he might be good. He might have potential. I have no idea. But it, it's stupid. It's just stupid. It doesn't make any sense. It's it's you're not addressing. No, okay, Karaskia, I think could be a good signing. I think that's yeah. that's a position where we needed help, right, in the midfield, right? And hopefully, you know, over time he will develop and he, he he's also MLS ready. He's obviously MLS ready. We've watched him play. Yeah. But when it looks at when you look at Biomage, what is the point of that? We have a million wingers. We we have all these wingers and and it doesn't make sense. He's not he's if he is getting he's not getting played over Ari Lassiter, what does that tell you? What does that tell you? Somebody's it playing favorites. It tells you two things. It tells you two things. It tells you either Tab is crazy or he's he is not better than Ari Lasseter. Which that is shocking. To to pay one point <laughs> five million for for a club like us to pay one point five million and to to be for it for the, the player to be worse than someone we got for free. Yeah. yeah I, I, you just can't do that. You just can't do that. That's the plain example. And we're still playing memo on the wing. Yeah, yeah. He's not a winger. Stop no. playing him there. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, I think that's another uh, thing that Tab does that I really don't like. He plays players out of position. Yeah. And yeah. at the senior level, players. I think I, I think I know why. That position just won't play them. Yeah, I think I know why though, because he wants he wants to have pressure in the midfield, and Memo yeah. is not very physically gifted. Like he he's a he's great. Technically, he's great. He's a great, has a good shot on him. He's got a good cross. He's got. He's, he's 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 a good passer of the ball. He's a good dribbler, but you know what? He's not. He's he's pretty pretty slow, and he's pretty weak. So, well, then then under tap system, that's not going to work. So it, it, it's just this very interesting thing where it's like uh, uh, the unstoppable. Or what is it? The immovable object meets the unstoppable force, and the immovable object in, in the situation is Tab Ramos and the. Unstoppable force is Matt Jordan and the ownership not going to invest in the team. One has to give, if not both, and I think we're going to probably see both. Yep. Unfortunately, that's gonna that's how the cookie's gonna crumble. Unfortunately, like they're both gonna cancel each other out, and it's gonna go to shit. Just because yeah, one is not giving. It's already gone to shit. It's yeah. already gone to shit. Yeah, basically, yeah. Four, fourteen weeks, right, or fourteen games. So. <sighs> And then, uh, well, shit, if y'all had to, let's just say, uh, I don't know, you guys might be better informed when it comes to coaches. Who, what's a name that maybe crosses your mind when you think about a coach? I mean, obviously, I don't think a lot of people would come to the shit show. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Tab, Tab Brown almost took it, you know, but I think he, like, like you said, he was probably promised a couple things. And 
And he and he has, I mean, a, some guy told me that he had a conversation. I'm not supposed to tell anybody this, but fuck it. It's been a while, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and say it. Um, so basically, he had a conversation with Ty Ramos, and Ty Ramos like, came in and basically like switched the whole the whole fucking club around. Like the, one of the first conversations he had with Ted was like, was about why the de- like you're gonna, you're probably gonna find this shocking, both of you guys or you know y- y'all listening. But the Dynamo had only one training field, and yeah. and I know that. he was like, why does a professional team like trying to compete in the highest level, you know, quote unquote, yeah. uh, have one training like one legit training field. Yeah. And with no lights. So you can only train in the morning. You can't train in the afternoon, obviously, because it's fucking hot. And you can't train at night because there's no lights. So literally, one of the first things that Tab Ramos told Ted was, I need another field and I need fucking lights. And that's yeah. what, Ted, you know, Ted, you know, he came in and he the, he built it, you know. So obviously, they're both kind of like, well, Ted, obviously, he's willing to put money down, you know, at least a little bit, you know, yeah. to build a field, yeah. put lights, put, you know, I think he fenced it off and everything. So, obviously, he, he wants to obviously make money out of his investment, right? Yeah. And you can only do that by winning championships. And so then Tab Ramos obviously has a fucking idea of, of obviously what he's doing. He's like, how how come a professional team only has one field? Like, we need to change We need to practice at night sometimes. We need to, like be a professional club team whatever you know the fuck we're trying to be and he obviously the the whole like system of the academy i'm not saying it's tab ramos himself but like bringing paul holliker and and all those guys that you know know what they're doing obviously has been completely like changing the whole game i mean we would always look up at dallas and dallas is making millions of dollars you know just shipping little kids out to to germany like like the the world's about to end you know and it's like, why can't we, we be doing that, like, here in Houston? Like, there's so much talent to pull from. Like, I'm sure you guys playing, you know, in your in your maybe Sunday leagues or in high school, you're like, man, like, like, you saw a bunch of kids, like, with so much talent. You're like, if there was only yeah. a way and we have the Houston you know Dynamo here, you know? You know what's funny? I mean, uh, this is just a personal, personal yeah. anecdote. But uh, I played for my high school team in Houston. And uh, we would have people play club during the off season or – just uh, they would you know not play high school just play club and the funny thing is they would rather play the, the good club players what i found is they'd rather play for the other clubs as opposed to the houston dynamo academy yeah. they had that bad of a reputation yeah you know it, well, like obviously there's some good players there and i don't want to say that there's there's not good players in the dynamo academy no but yeah, that, yeah. that that there that there would be people you know that some of the great players the kids that are growing up watching these you know our team don't want to play for us, even no. as a kid. That's not a good sign. That is not a good sign. Yeah. You know, I think that, that that's something that needs to change. I don't know. Obviously, that was a you know a few years ago, but I I can't imagine considering where the club has gone that it's gotten any better. And also, like, well, obviously, this is not a dynamo problem, but it's like a general problem, like the whole pay to play type thing. Obviously, we're not going to fix oh, that yeah. anytime soon. But like, you know. Myself, I actually wanted to go try out for the Dynamo Academy because I was like, you know, fuck the Dynamo Academy or whatever. But at that time, you know, I didn't have two hundred dollars to to pay for uh, for a tryout type of thing. And knowing that there's gonna be two hundred kids, you know, maybe yeah. I don't know, maybe better than me or at the same level or whatever. But you know, obviously it was a big problem. I don't know if they're if they're doing anything now. I've heard they've gotten better and and you know they're doing a lot more stuff. But I mean, 
a lot of talent is being wasted by just not being able to bring those kids in. And the same reasons, you know, like not good. Rep- obviously, now he's been changing, but the reputation was shit. And, you know, a lot of kids would rather play with, you know, I don't know, Texas Rush or Albion or whatever, you know, have yeah. more exposure there than to actually go to the professional club in your city. Like, that's insane. And, uh, and, and there's more there's more products out of those out of those clubs as well. What's yeah. funny is we the, a lot of the Dallas, Dallas, quote unquote, Dallas products actually are Houston kids that played Rush or Rise and ended up going to Dallas for Dallas Cup, whatever. Exactly. And then and then and they get scouted there, join the academy, move to Dallas, and then and they go up in the academy. There's yeah. been players who've been shipped off to Europe like that. It's insane. Hey guys, hey guys uh, I'm so I'm so sorry. I didn't want to mean be mean and interrupt uh, yeah, in, no, uh, jump in a rough way or or something. Hey Chris, uh, this is Samuel from from Twitter. How you doing, man? Good, um, man. How are you? Nice uh, to very well, very well. Good, good to meet you finally. And, right. And, and hi, everybody else. <laughs> Hi to everybody else. Well, a um, couple, couple of thoughts that perhaps they have been into my head, and, and man, I, I, I really appreciate you, Chris, putting together this this town hall of sorts, because you know it has been very enlightening. You know, uh, the first couple of comments saying that you know Matt Jordan perhaps is not to blame, that might actually make sense. Now, granted, granted, it's it's way, way too late in the game now, and unfortunately, Matt, Matt needs to go. Matt needs to go, and you know. Perhaps with a different budget, you know, or a different team, or perhaps uh, an assistant manager and then a general manager position would have been a different story and whatnot. Um, regarding the the, 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 the the kids and the and the and the, and the you know the pay to play, I also I also find out ridiculous that you know Houston is is a, a, a big amount of ta- there hasn't been a amount of talent in the city. And and I, I know I know for a fact or, or you know other other guys other guys that I talk to in, in other cities pretty much they tell us hey so why people from Houston come over here or there uh, in order to you know uh, get tryouts and everything and I have heard that um, that you know or at least in the past that the Houston Dynamo you know did also this this pay to play thing when you know there's again untapped um, talent in our in, in our street so it's it's very and it's on on the demise of the dynamo because number one they are not capturing this talent that you know can, can come from the team and then uh number two well uh the other question that poses that these seven years or at least this time that the team has not been you know doing great uh where does that leave the kids that actually like soccer you know where did they leave them you know for the dynamo fandom that seven years lost really so you know Perhaps we're gonna be here 30 years down the line, you know, being like uh, the legendary Webb Tilton, you know, talking Dynamo still. But then I don't know <laughs> if my kids are going to be like, you know what I mean? Gonna be yeah, like a legend. Are, yeah. are, are gonna be like, uh, yeah, I root for Atlanta because you know my my dad team sucked or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> so so it's 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 uh, it's it's definitely. Years lost that the, the first team, unfortunately, it's the face of the Dynamo. Now, granted, I, I think you may also know that, unfortunately, a couple of the good things that the Dynamo has, at least, you know, the front office moves have been, you know, from good to the correct to excellent. Some others, not quite, but, you know, the majority of the moves in there have been good. The academy, on the other hand, with the product that is coming, or as far as it, as, as one gets to know, I am... I am part blogger in the Porter Total USA, so we get to know a couple of things here and there. Um, apparently, the, 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 
club academy to a certain level is very good. And even with the limitations, as, as I mentioned before, right, the, the pay to play and then the, the waste of uh, the waste of or, or, or not nodding to the people you know, in, in the city and whatnot. So and, and then, of course, having having the fine base that, you know, we we are small, but we are really rabid. So that's great also. And, and then on top of that, for example, things like um, Glenn Davis and Eddie Robinson, the commenting, you know, having a world-class sport, sportscaster at home, who has it, right? Why does but it then do it? I have no idea. Exactly, exactly. The other oh, day I was talking... Uh, exactly. The other day I was talking with a couple of folks from, her team, from his team, and he just loves the city. That's why he doesn't go national. We, they always ask him themselves, you know, why, you know, why he is he spending his time? He, he just loves the city. Serve so, to the club. Exactly, exactly, exactly. So, so pretty much, I just want to say, for example, for 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 the tough situation, perhaps you know, to leave the the, the, the discussion open. I think. Uh, now, Chris is going to recognize this one, and I guess you guys, as soccer, as soccer individuals, are also going to be able to talk about it. But I, I, I can see that when Tab started, he was seeing or he saw this opportunity, like for example, Hernan Crespo in Defensa y Justicia back in Argentina. Yeah. You know, little little club, and then Hernan Crespo, big player, but no coaching name. And at the end, perhaps he wanted to replicate something like that, or he wanted to have a career like that. You know. Low budget players, a lot of compromise, trying to to, 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 to take it away. But unfortunately, you know, um, the situation with the previous ownership here and then the Matt Jordan, you know, again, the guy is partially to blame. That's that's actually true. Or at least that's the way I see it. Now on the other hand, seven years they take a toll on an individual or a team and you know that's why he needs to go. Um so in essence, you know, Tab has not been able to replicate that, and, and the way I see it, in, 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 in simple and direct way, you know, it's pretty much we we would have to do soccer things um, to fix the dynamo. What do I mean by that? Again, I'm going to, to to Latin American soccer in this case. So whenever you want to fix a team, and then again, I think Chris is the one, the one that is going to get me on this idea, and perhaps you can expand. When you want to fix a team, you go and find experienced people in the league. So to me, right, translation would be, if Bruce Arena was available, I would bring, I would bring that man quickly. Whatever it takes, whatever he earns, any. Now, granted, he is with New England Revolution, and I'm not entirely sure who else could be a figure like that. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't. Some people, were, some it. people were saying Caleb Porter. Well, exactly. Maybe yeah, Caleb Porter. He would come here. So. <laughs> So, so basically, you know, that's where that's where Ted's money may come into play. You know, hey, it's true that perhaps Houston doesn't have the greatest reputation, but we're trying to build something here. Help us, you know. But definitely, I think the Dynamo, if 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 the ownership is really different than the previous one, that I thought and I still believe that, you know, we are seen only as a place where other teams come to play, and then you know. That's how they generate the revenue, and the Dynamo is just the host team, but nothing else. If the if Ted is different, um, and if they want to win championships, I think that would be the way to go. Bring MLS, real MLS people, or bring people from the club. You know, it's a it's a as as, uh, as you were as you were saying, Eddie Robinson or Stu Holden. Not entirely sure how would how they would do in in the front office and everything, but. To this point, they are people of the club, 
So at least that seagull would be able to surround them with people that knows, and then Stu or Eddie would be able to take those decisions for the club, for the first team. So also, that's the way I see it. Yeah, also, I, th I wanted to say, like, I think if Stu realized already he was in the club, right, and, and he realized that he could not do a good job, he would step down. Yes. I, I know would. he would do that. And when I look at Matt Jordan, for instance, he knows he's not doing a good job, and he extended, he got his contract extended. Why? I, this, this is the kind of things that doesn't make sense to me. Because I know when I have someone who's of character, they're going to make good, they're going to make the decision that they think is right. It might not be right, right? But they think it is right at the time. I, I don't even see that with Matt Jordan. I don't see that with, with, our, with at least the previous ownership. The last seven years, we have not been doing what we think is, you know, what is, what we think is right. We've been doing whatever's cheapest, whatever's easiest, right? Yeah. And, and when, you when see it, it, if you see ahead. it in perspective, and, and I'm sorry to interrupt, 2017 without the Open Cup was a year deserving for Matt Jordan to be fired. Yes. Without the Open, but the Open Cup changed everything. Changed and, everything. and that was massive overperformance. I just want to say that 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 team was it was. We beat LA FC in the semifinal. It was there. Massive overperformance. Massive overperformance. And I think the, the the credit there, we had a team, a budget team, lowest, one of the lowest payrolls, right? If not the, I think we, we, we were the lowest that year. And I think that's where a lot of that was Wilmer. I don't think I don't think that was that was uh, was Matt Jordan. Obviously, you have to you have to make the right signings to put yourself in the, the situation, right? And there are some good signings, but. But I think that the team believed, and I think that doesn't come from the GM. It comes from the coach. Yeah. Manotas didn't want to leave. He didn't want to leave Houston. He, he left Houston for Cholos, but he didn't want to leave because he loved the club. And I think he also loved the coach. Obviously not the coach, no, but like he loved Wilmer. Wilmer helped make him the player he is. And I think he had a lot of respect for that. At least, same way, developed under, under, under Cabrera. So I don't see, and I, and I think that Tap has the potential to to have that kind of man management, like like, uh, and to be able to develop players. Like he has the quality and the charisma to do that, and he has the 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 pedigree to do that. I think. However, because, oh, go ahead, sorry. I was gonna say just last thing is is that he just hasn't been given the resources. He's been, he hasn't given the been given the players that are gonna be able to make a difference like that. I mean, uh, there's a few. You know, Karaskia maybe is going to be good. You know, I I don't know about Bayamich, but I mean, Corey Baird is a very solid player. Tim Parker, very solid player. I think those are those are three really solid MLS could be better than MLS you know level players. But I mean, that's three out of eleven. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, exactly. And in, in, in the position, the position, it's like you know you have to pick three, four, five players tops, and then burn the rest of. Them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and. and and when I look at the other teams in MLS, maybe they have one or two players that they're like, you know, may not be of the same quality, you know, the right yeah. quality. Half our team is like that. You know, they just can't do that. Yep. Exactly, exactly. So that's 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 what, you know, makes me think and I try to be positive in everything. But then that makes me think, are we are we really just despairing for teams like bring Chicharito or they bring Joseph Martinez or Carlos Vela? Just don't even expect that. I don't I don't even expect that. <laughs> I don't. No, you know, no. I, I wish. I wish I could. But honestly, all I expect is a team that's MLS quality. No, no. What I'm saying is, are we just despairing for those teams? Because <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't. You know, that's a that's a whole com other conversation. I'm not entirely sure how 
bringing a world star a name to BBVA would really overhaul the team because we you wouldn't know, know because we'll never we'll never spend the money we'll never know <laughs> exactly Kubo Torres was was filling the filling the seats you know like yeah it, but but then going to Tav, I think he would thrill, and I think he's going to have a second chance in, in in the club where where actually he's get either the budget or the talent or both. For example, Portland Timbers, or for example, Atlanta United, or for example, LAFC. I don't know. But what's the difference? Um, what's the difference there? What's the difference between those clubs you just mentioned and our club? They actually they invest money and they yes they yes care. so and they have a front office which cash, we don't cash, know. Cash. So, no, granted. <laughs> Now, now, granted, now, granted, it's very, it's very easy to say, oh, Tab is going to drive another club, but the thing is that you know there are other coaches that they have not, you know, with the proper resources, they simply haven't haven't made the cut. So I think you know, they Tab would fit in there, and then perhaps we need to, as I tell you, we need to find out an MSL, an, an MLS individual that can help us really steer this to the right direction. Yeah, I, I, the one thing I, I think we need to we need to make a decision as a club and as a front office is do we want a project? Because, you know, if we want a project, we have the project, right? If we don't want a project, let's go get Wilmer Cabrera and, and finish eighth every year, and that's fine. And, I, and honestly, I, maybe that's better. You know, it's better than finishing last. But what I am saying is, or, you know, it doesn't have to be Wilmer Cabrera, get MLS-level manager proven at a couple of teams, right? And, and I think what, what the idea was, or what we were sold the idea of, was that Tab Ramos has the ability to develop players and to use our youth to make our club, uh, move our club to another level. And, and we have not seen that. And why have we shipped off Marcelo and not played Danny at all? That's you tell the question. Me. You That's tell the me. Question. Danny Rios just, just made it to the Salvador's national team. Yeah. And it's true, it's El Salvador, but it's a national team, you guys. Yeah, yeah. and he's not even on the bench. He's not even on the bench. He's and and I, I, it's just, oh no, no, I know. I'm saying for the Dynamo, you know, he's he's not even getting a look in. You know, <laughs> it's it's it, it's funny to me because I I don't understand what must be going through. There must be something behind the scenes because if you promise, you know, if that's what you're trying to say, oh, I'm going to use the youth. Yes, I'm going to develop the academy. And then you ship out your bet, your most promising profit prospects to loan, you know, on loan, which I mean, no, it's not necessarily bad, right? Uh, you know, he's scoring goals, and you know, at least he's not in the shit show that we're in, right? But I don't, I I hope that there is something behind it. But when I see like people like Bizarre, this is something that that really struck me the wrong way, and I don't want to deviate too much from the conversation we're having, but I think it relates. Is we have Bizarre which is a failed signing, right, obviously. So we have a couple of options. We could ship him out and get rid of him and move on. Or, and, and get rid of the international spot, right, and get our international spot back. Or... That's crazy. We could, we, we could or... Yeah, yeah, crazy, I know. <laughs> or we could loan him out to a USL team, embarrass him, and still be stuck with him at the end of it. Which, 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 you know, what, what, what is easier to just load him out and forget about him and not care about him just, or to yeah. actually go out and try and find, you know, try and ship, you know, sell him out. No, we do the easy, the, the budget, the, the embarrassing, like, okay, for me now, if I'm a South American player, right. And a uh, Houston Dynamo calls me up and says, Hey, you know, we really like what you're, what you're doing at XYZ club. Uh, we want you to come to the Dynamo. 
I look at Bizama and I say, why am I not going to be like him? Why I don't want to end up in USL in in a year. No, that's not what I want. I want to progress my career. I want to go to Europe, like Albert Elise. And we have two examples. You know? Bahamich is right yeah. behind him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, he hasn't been loaned out yet, but I, you yeah. know, I mean, who knows? Let's cross our fingers next two weeks, maybe. No, I, I, but I'd rather be loaned out than just sit on the bench forever. Oh, well, I mean, I agree. I agree. But, if I was but, a player, but, right? As, as someone, as someone who comes to a, you know. Yeah. Who comes to the Dynamo? And let's you know, obviously he has some of the blame. He's not a great player, in my opinion. But yeah. to go to USL, on and I imagine he did. You know, that is not something he wants to do. That is not something that Bizama wants to do. He was essentially, I can imagine him being in the front office and saying, Matt Jordan saying, "Hey, you're not playing. We're shipping you out so we can cut on the salary and cut on, and we can open up the international spot so we can bring in Karaskia." Okay. Yeah. What what is that signal to you as a player? That has got to be the most embarrassing. That that makes the club look so bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, in my opinion, that is embarrassing. And and if I saw if I was the owner of the Dynamo and I saw my GM making decisions like that and embarrassing players, I would I would he'd be gone. Yeah, I I completely agree, man. It I mean, there's a bunch of names that you can just. Which I kind of want to do. You guys kind of got into it, but I want to talk about the players. Maybe like, kind of go kind of position by position, and who would you keep and who would you you know just kind of let go and be like, oh, thank you for your time. You know, we'll see you in the in the next time. Um, but I mean, if y'all okay, so basically we talked about the owner. Well, we started from the top owner. I think we're good. I think Ted is committed. You know, he's been spending some cash. Uh, GM, I think everybody's in the consensus that maybe Matt Jordan, you know, had his hands tied, but, you know, also, you know, he has, I mean, that was his job, so the blame has to fall under somebody, you know, somebody has to get, you know, his head chopped off, basically. Uh, coaching staff, I think Ramos came into a shitty situation, and he's kind of doing the, the best that he can, he's kind of like trying to float, you know, on whatever the fuck he has. And uh, maybe he deserves another year to see what he can kind of savage and, you know, salvage out of this, whatever we have going on with all these players. And, like, when you look at it, you know, we have a lot of players. Like, yes, there's a lot of midfielders, maybe one no to yeah, one too many center backs, maybe. Uh, like, and, and, I mean, so, yeah, we have to, like, start getting rid of players and maybe, you know, we can sell three. Yeah, basically sell three or, like, get rid of three players and bring a good one. You know, like, do those kind of moves, you know. Uh, another, move, another move that a lot of people have been talking about was uh, Marco Marriage. I mean, he has been, <clears throat> not to, like, single him out, but, you know, he has made some, like, very terrible. I mean, shit, he, he's made mistakes and he has been basically part of. Yeah. Like conceding goals himself, but he scores on yeah. himself basically. Like, and, and one, that's one, at least three, four times this year. So, he's one of the worst signings under the Jordan era, in my opinion. And this is why. So, you you're looking for a goalkeeper, right? And you have a couple of options in MLS. How the the way the roster structure and the rules, salary clap rules, and everything. You can get a essentially what it makes sense to do is either get an American player who doesn't take an international spot, right? And, you know, maybe wages are a bit higher, but, you know, it's fine. Uh, or you can go get a, a really, really good international keeper who's, like, who's going to be worth the international spot, right? 
that would be the smart things to do. Like, I guess, I mean, I don't think he occupies an international spot anymore, but like Andre Blake is maybe a good example. Well, see, that would, or, or you could go to the Scottish Premier League and go to one of the, you know, mid-table, you know, Scottish Premier League is not a very good league. Let's be honest, right? Especially <laughs> if you're not talking about Celtic and Rangers, right? So let's let's go let's go to one of the mid-table teams there and choose one of their keepers, and let's have him occupy. Well, let's get rid of our keeper who doesn't take an international spot, and let's bring in somebody who's arguably worse. I don't know. You know, it's it, it's a little early maybe to call it right now, but our, I would say worse. You know, statistically worse than Joe Willis. And he's going to take the international spot. So what I'm saying is, if we would have kept Joe Willis, we wouldn't have had to loan out Bizama. Mm-hmm. Do you know how how incompetent that is? That is extremely <laughs> incompetent. And I think when I when you when you really look, you don't you don't look at the move by like one move, you know, just as one move, and you look at it as a series of moves, a series of transfers, a series of you know roster creation. That's where the flaws of our team and Matt Jordan and the coach, I think it's, you know, there's all a little blame to go around really starts to show. And then also, we also look at like our, our, another one that's frustrating, Ethan Bartlow, right? Mm -hmm. We pick him with eighth pick, eighth pick, good pick in the, in the super draft. Buchanan, who's now linked to Chelsea scored against Mexico in the gold cup. I was there in Houston. He's going for 8 million, right? And he was the seventh pick or something. And now we have Bartlow, who's playing with our U23s. He's not even in the squad. He's not even in the squad. <laughs> well, he was and injured. He, no, he was injured. He was injured. Yeah, yeah. I understand. But, but yeah. he hasn't gotten a look in. He hasn't. Yeah. I mean, we've, we've drafted him. He hasn't. We haven't even seen him on the bench. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, just, it's just laughable, honestly. And we can, let's, I, I, I think we should go like one by one uh, by yep. the players. We can. You, do you want to do where we can start? Yeah, that? let's hit him. So, but also, okay. when you were talking about Marco, uh, why why not give uh, Kyle Morton? You know, he just came back. Why not give him a chance? Uh, Especially now that Nel- he's been shitting the bed, you know, left and right. Or, or Nelson. Nelson was another yeah another, another he, pick, and he's yeah. he honestly he's had some games in the cup in earlier, and he's looked pretty solid. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying he's probably not not quite as good as as Marich, but he's younger and he's. And he doesn't take an international roster spot, and there's just so many more things. His wages are much lower. Yeah. It's and that's the funny thing is, you know, if we were just being cheap and we were trying to, you know, look for good value <laughs> or whatever, I'd be like, okay, you know, that's that's been the dynamo of the past. When I look at the Cabrera era, that's what I what I see is just, you know, us being cheap, but you know, making it work. Mm-hmm. When I look at the last three years, I see just utter incompetence, utter incompetence. That's the way it's the way that I see it. But uh, I, let, do you want to go through the? Let's go hit him. Hey, go. Uh, right. Let's go center backs. Center backs. Okay. Uh, let's do. <laughs> <laughs> Who? Okay. Which, Ali, Ali, which 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 are your two starters? Like for sure, you're like okay. These these oh. are my two starters. Oh, I was just gonna go one by one, and then we can say keeper. But uh, the two <laughs> starters for me: Tim Parker and Teenage David. Okay, so then we got. So we keep those two. Now let's go with the other ones, and, and and like I guess we can say, do we keep them as a potential third? You know, like like you know no, somebody you, you happens to go. Three, 
This yeah, is yeah. actually a, a dynamo problem of old is we, we would only have three center backs and yeah. one of them would be the 38 year old minor Figueroa and he <laughs> exactly. would get injured and then yeah. we wouldn't have then we start playing uh, we actually did that this season yeah. it was one of the things I said before the season we needed an extra center back right. and it was funny we went and bought a bunch later in the season once we realized that we fucked up <laughs> but the funny thing is the funny thing is is we went into the season with 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 essentially like two healthy center backs and then as soon as you know one goes down and we're playing Boniac, thir- you know 37 year old Boniac Garcia out of position at center back that, that is a low point that was a low point. Yeah, yeah that, I, I think that might be the lowest point in club history. Honest to God, that, that might be. And I love Bonia Garcia, and he's a club legend. And he should get a testimonial and a statue. But I, it's just sad. It's just sad. But let's let's go through the other center backs because I'm going to go on a rant if I don't. <laughs> uh, Minor Figueroa. Yep. What do we think? I mean, he's. He, well, yeah, go go for it. In all, in all fairness and quickly, he plays for Honduras. So yeah, he does. And, and on the other hand, you know, he keeps himself healthy. He wouldn't hurt on a, on a budget to keep him as a forward. I agree. It wouldn't hurt. He's the one, it wouldn't hurt. He, he's the one for me who at least has proven himself. Um, and, and he seems that under every manager we've had, it's only been two managers that we've had <laughs> him with, that he's been... He's been consistently in the running, and which I, I think shows that he's, and also he has, you know, Premier League pre- pedigree and, and so many caps for the national team. And mm-hmm. I agree. I think that's the the smart choice would be to keep him at least for now. I think he's nearing the end of his career, but I, you know, I think uh, we're so desperate right now, and he's the one who's proven himself. Um, so I, I think that would be a keep. Are we all in favor of that? Yeah, maybe just year to year basis type thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's yeah. cheap. Yeah, too, that's so what that's what they're doing with him just, right now. So. Year right. to year. Uh, Alejandro Fuenmayor. Let that boy fly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's got to fly. Yeah, and, and, and this is one that's sad because actually under under Cabrera, he was a good player. Yeah, he's, he's a good player. Man, how many people remember that? But I, I think that uh, he's gotten complacent because I think a lot of it has to do with him. I think also that, uh, that he hasn't been given the chances. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think also has stunted his progress. But I think it's time to move on. I yeah. agree. Um, and I guess, well, I don't even know if you call him a center back, but Sam Junquo? Yeah, Sam Junquo, uh, the multi... Uh, yeah, whatever position <laughs> he wants to play. I, I, me personally, I, uh, it's, it's weird. Like, I like him, but I don't like him. Um, yeah, I feel the same way. Yeah, like, sometimes personal like... Personal bias against him. Say that again? I have a personal bias against him. Why? I remember I went to a, uh, I think it was like an open practice at the stadium, and they were all lining up and doing signatures, and right as he got to me, he was like, he turned to his agent, he was like, can I go inside? Like, no, you you're signing. I was like, really? Like, all these people that are here having help. to see you, and that you're just going to tell them you want to leave right for their face. Yeah. But I mean, uh, I don't know. He's okay on the field. Yeah, he's cheap too. I, yeah. I don't. I think he also plays a lot of different positions, which I think is something when you have a a thin squad when it comes to quality. And, you know, and even though we have a lot of players, it's good. The kid has heart too. So like he might yeah, he, be, does. he works he hard. Might, he, he might work. he might make you know he has done some like shitty dumb mistakes, and you're like, well, you know, he's a kid, you know, type thing. And you know, you're like, you know, two years in, he's a kid, you know, we'll forgive him. But it's like, okay, but you know, when are you gonna step up? But also, like, he plays with the heart. And that's, like, one of the things that I've always, like, said about him. Maybe he's not the greatest, but he has heart. Like, he'll fight. You know, the last time that we got scored on, 
not like in the last couple of games that he got hit in the head and instead of staying on the floor he got, he got back up and he's like he kind of kept the the play alive type thing it wasn't his fault you know per se but you can see the the type of heart that he has that you know he he can get hit on the head and he'll try to get back up and, and try to finish the play um and he'll run his ass off and he he'll be like productive when going to the attack and he'll be good competition for lundy like yeah you know he'll yeah. keep lundy on check yeah. Yep. So I agree. So maybe Odia he's, he's a maybe. <laughs> what? Well, I guess we let's just leave him for uh, for midfield. <laughs> poor yeah, guy. I guess. Poor guy. I mean, poor guy. He's played probably as much at midfield as he has at center back. That is that is true. <laughs> that is true. Uh, I guess. Okay. Who else are we missing? Let, let's just go. go let's just go right back. So obviously, right back. Bisama is gone. <laughs> uh, no, the less said, the better. Yeah. Um, and, uh, he's on gone. How do you like? Uh, how do you like Zarek? Zarek for me is a is the is a different version of AJ De La Garza. He is mm-hmm. a guy who plays with his heart on the field, but is past his prime, and but he's okay. You know, he's not he's not he's not a uh, obviously he's had a bad stretch here. And yeah, we all know that. But like for our club in the situation we are, I mean, are we going to get much better? I don't know. Yeah. Without spending money, no. He would be no. depth and leadership. Because, yes. I mean, on the other hand, he's good PR. Yeah. And, you know, I, I'm not entirely sure how those translate to, to the field. But, hey, good PR can help on a rebound. So, yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> we need all the PR we can get. He, yeah, that's that's one of the reasons why I would keep Valentin. Like, he's not the greatest also. You know, he's he, you, you could find, you know, maybe 10 other, you know, better uh, right backs. Uh, but I think, you know, what he brings in the locker room or as a leader for a team, you know, a team like this, for example, that's hurt. You know, I think he's he's like one of the only ones that would actually step up and answer questions. He would be the one like to, you know, you know, be like, hey, pick up your head. You know, let's do this. You let's fight. You know, he's he's that type of guy, a fighter. You know, he's a he's a good teammate. So, I, I mean, I would keep him just because of that, you know. Yeah, good leader. Oh, yeah, I agree. And I think also he's uh, in that's one of the hardest positions in uh, MLS particular to get is the is the outside back position and yeah. I think I don't see someone who we could bring in at, with our budget that would be a lot better than him mm-hmm. so I I think I think and also when I watched him at Portland he was a pretty solid player so I know with the right players around him he can be good uh, I don't know if he's the best player but he'll do mm-hmm. um, okay uh Who's up next? I got, I got. So we got, we can do Lundy and then we'll talk about Matt Cube. Yes. Okay. Lundkus, what do we think? I like Lundy. He's one of my favorites, but that's just, I'm yeah. being biased because I, no, I, I'm a center back and a left back type of guy. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think he's solid. And, you know, I, it was interesting because I think for Lundqvist, you have a, a kind of a similar situation to Marich actually, where you bring in a, a, a player on a, you know, getting relatively high wages and on on an international, you know, it takes an international spot. However, I think that Lundqvist is uh, is better is a better move just from a roster standpoint because it's so as I said, it's very hard to get good left and right backs, American left and right backs. So you need to look abroad a lot of times to to get yeah. someone who's going to be of a good quality. And I think Lundqvist has shown that he's MLS level. Yeah, is he much better sure. than MLS level? Yeah. I don't think so. But he, he's 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 improved since he's since he's okay since he's gotten here. He's improved as a defender, 
which I think that shows, you know, that he cares about the team, that he's working hard in training. Yeah. And I think that he is a decent, decent passer of the ball. All around, you know what you're going to get. Yes, he has the occasional mistake, but I think uh, we, he's probably one of the better positions that we have, which is kind of sad, but that mm-hmm. is the, the reality of the situation. It is true. Last couple appearances has been okay. Yeah, and, and I think that was because he has played better these last two games than any other games. But I think it was because he felt the pressure of uh, of Junqua, because you know for a while you know he made that mistake. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember. I'm sure you guys remember, but I think it was against uh, either Colorado or Salt Lake where he made that. Well, it wasn't. I, I, it was his mistake. So the goalie, it was against Real Salt Lake. The goalie put that long ball and it kind of went between him and I think Minor Figueroa and and the defender or the forward kind of ran right between them, and then he scored. And it was it was mainly his fault, and I think that's when he got sat out, or the game after that, or something like that. And Junqua started on that left back position, and yeah. he felt that position. And like you can, you know, I would go to the stadium and I would look at him, and you can tell he was like frustrated at the fact that you know, like me, you know, this kid took my position, you know, he took my job, he took my spot, and and you can kind of tell he was frustrated and mad, and he he came back. I mean, he came back with a vengeance, and I think. These past two games, like you can feel his his rage. It'll be like, you know, this is my fucking spot. I'm not gonna let this kid take it away from me. You know, he probably likes the kid, but it's like, you know, this is me. This is my my left back position, and 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 it sucks because I don't know if you guys noticed, but in the game against Real Salt Lake, when they scored, and then and then the game ended, he just kind of like went to the floor and like he was so like destroyed inside, and you're like. Man, this guy really feels for the for the colors. You know, he he wants to win, and and it's not the first time that I've seen him. I've seen him live. I I can't remember which game that we we got tied also at home, and like he was on the bench, and he looked so defeated, and he wasn't even playing. But you know, he kind of felt the the pain of like fuck, like we we got tied on, like we got scored on, and and I like that personally. I like the fact that when the guys feel like you know the team, you know, like. I don't like people that don't like to lose. I don't like to lose. So, you know, when you have players like that on the field that you know that they don't like to lose and they're going to put everything on the field. Like, I want that guy in there, you know, all, all, all the times. And he'll, he'll yeah. might, you know, he, he has some, you know, minor fuck ups here and there. But I think now that he's he knows that the pressure is there with Junko right behind him. He's going to have to, like, step up and, and try to be perfect, basically. Yeah. And, and, and that's, one of, the things, too, that's so. one of the things that I, I, I really liked under the Cabrera era was that he, one of the things that Cabrera, and, and I see this occasionally, Tab talks about this too, is he always emphasized competition. Yeah. He, whenever he would bring in a new sign, he said, he wouldn't say, he's like, oh, is he going to start, you know, in this next game? He's here to provide competition in the squad. That's what yeah. he would always say. And I think that that was something that I, I think really made that team outperform. Uh, when it came to you, we talked about the Open Cup. I think that's one of the reasons they outperformed. It's because every player, it was the next one up mentality. It was every player knew that if they need, they were going to keep working hard until they got their chance. And when I see this squad, I don't see that. I see we're going to play terrible in, until coach has to switch us out because we fucked up. Yeah, and then we play last year. <laughs> <one. laughs> All right, any other defenders that we missed? Uh, McHugh, but, you know, he's on loan, yeah, but he's a he's young kid. So maybe, yeah. you know, maybe in the future. Yeah. Yeah. Ethan Barlow. 
That's another one where we we have yeah. no idea. He means, uh, did anybody watch the U23 game? I didn't, so. No. I, I've seen uh, the little kid, Juan Carst. I think it, well, no, it's not Carstia. What's his name? Castilla. 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 He's not so. a defender, is he? No, he's not a defender, but I, I'm just putting it out there that I saw him there. Oh, and he, okay. He's the he's the captain of that team, so you know, a prospect for the future. I mean, he's he's yeah. signed to the first team, so yeah, 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 yeah. that's true. Uh, okay, uh, let's go. Uh, I guess that's I told defenders. Let's go midfielders, which there's a shitload yeah. of them. Uh, <laughs> but I guess we can start with the one that for sure I'll stain, which is probably Vera. just one. <laughs> yeah, just very yeah, very untouchable. The rest, I mean, I'd say Memo as well. I mean, I, I don't know if he's untouchable, but he's just because he's probably our only yeah. relevant prospect. And also, I mean, he's he has moments where he's really he's really class. I think I think he needs to be in the right system and needs to be playing in the right position. I saw that under uh, Cabrera as well. As when he was played on the wing, he did not play very well, and he needed to be in the right with the right um, find, needs to find the right midfield. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply where he, he can shine too, where he doesn't have to worry too much about the defensive duties. And he can I was also I was also gonna say that because uh he's he was even in the I think forty player roster for the Gold Cup. Yes he was so that, hey that's something, you know? Yeah, that, yeah. And that, that's good. So yeah and, I, you I, know I, under I, under the right system he, he would really he would really thrive and plus he's a dynamo through and through so hundred yeah. percent. I, uh, I, so I'd say those two are probably untouchable, uh, if not quasi-untouchable. Um, uh, moving on, uh, me, Joe Corona. Yeah, let me go down the list. Let me go down. I have the, the roster right, pulled down. You got down a list? Here. Okay, yeah. go for it. So we got first one coming up is uh, Seren. <laughs> ah, Aha. I mean, get him gone. There we it's go. Time is, it's time, time is up. It's yeah. time. It's time to go. Yeah, I think we all agree. It's, it's time. I mean, he seems like a nice guy, but, you know, when, when you are trying to win matches, uh, being a nice guy probably doesn't help. Um, he's also prone to a mistake. That's one of the things yeah, he's always yeah, had in yeah. his career. He always he always scuffs a long pass in the 80th minute and gives him a counter. You know, yeah, it's yeah, one of the things day. about Sedan that, you know, it's like you're you're nervous. When he's around, you're nervous. Like, yeah, he's either gonna do something amazing or yes. he's gonna do something just absolutely boneheaded. Yeah, there's nothing in between. There, it's either no, really, really no. good or like the pass that he gave uh, Fafa, or it's gonna be something like a red card for fucking throwing an elbow super late, yeah. you know. And yep. 
he's gonna like hinder you for the rest of the game because he got a red card like 15 minutes and you're like god damn it bud the red card oh he loves a red card he loves a yeah. two-footed tackle and all right so he's uh he's probably you know time to move on and maybe free up a, a, a spot there uh how about joe corona I don't think he's good enough. I mean, I think he's a you know for I think he's a budget move, and he's a I, I see that as a Jordan signing. I think he's a Jordan signing. Um, he's on a really good contract, but he's not a very good player. He's okay. He's okay. He's not terrible, but yeah. he's at best a bench player, and that he starts you know a, a considerable amount of our games is not good. That yeah. is not not a good sign for us as the team. Yeah. So I think as a bench player, he could stay, but. I would say probably time to move on. All right, yeah, I think I agree. I think you know he's 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 okay, but he's not like he's not a game changer type of guy. You're like, well, he's just there to like fill a gap type thing. Yeah, but he's not gonna give you something. I don't think he has done anything out of like you're like, oh, that was good. Like no. that was a good and pass. He's, he's a guy that just he just kind of connects passes. He kind of connects the yeah. midfield. He's just there, but you, know, you have Vera yeah. already doing that, so. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. He's, yeah. he's he's too defensive to be playing as a, yeah. as one of not not the back, you yeah. know, the eight or the six. Sorry. All right. So we got uh, anybody else? Anything else? No. On on Corona. Corona. No. Corona. Corona. To me, he has one foot in USL or Mexican League. <laughs> one foot in MLS. That's Dang. that's how I see it. You know. Hey, I'm not even that harsh about he's, him. He's the, he's the right Dynamo death player. You know, if things yeah. were to be done right, but he plays. Yes. Too- he plays way too much as a oh. starter, so you know. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. We got yep. uh, up next, Borne Garcia, the legend. Okay, hold on. I want to stop this just for one second. <laughs> I want you guys to guess how much Borne Garcia makes. He probably makes the same amount I make at work. That's a, that's probably a good guess. <laughs> and I don't make much. <laughs> he, he, but, he has a very advantageous, um, for the club, of course, uh, salary. Yeah, uh, I don't. I don't. Yeah, I don't think. I, 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 I he think makes, he, he he may be the worst paid. In, 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 no, that's in actually. Class. I think it's Maynard Figueroa, right? One of the lowest paid. Well, there you go. Yeah. Really? Okay. So, so I know. I know this. The, the stat. Bonnie Garcia makes eighty three thousand dollars. I was going to say professional professional soccer player. Uh, I look. No, I, that's decent money. That's pretty solid money. Yeah. If he wasn't a professional soccer. Player. I was going. I was going to say eighty. Yeah, but eighty three. Yeah. Uh, but I, I actually, I think Minor makes a little bit less than him. Yeah. I think. Because uh, I think the minimum, uh, I think is like in the 60. Yeah, uh, 55, 60. Yeah. So uh, he's like borderline. I mean, but I mean. This for, man for is 80? starting games for us, though. Yeah, he's he's your starting center back <laughs> in a few <laughs> games. It's, that's uh, mind-blowing. I love him. I love him. And he should be a club legend and have a yeah. statue, but. I think I think it is probably time to move on. Yeah, if, yeah. Move him to yeah, a coaching yeah. role. He he yeah. loves Houston. He loves yeah, he loves his kids who are going to the academy. He he would be great as like an assistant coach because he's a, he's oh. an also a great leader. Like all, great this leader. this last game against the not the Dallas game the the previous one that we had at home. Um, I saw him, uh, which speaks to me like me as an outsider or whatever or as a fan. Like, when the game ended, and I think Fafa was, like, he was on the bench. They were both on the bench, and Fafa got up, and he started walking towards, like, the locker rooms. And he, like, called them, and he was like, hey, like, no, we got to go to the center of the field and, like, wave at the fans. Like, you can't just, like, leave. And it's, you know, it's, it's the little things, but I think that that speaks character of, like, 
you know, at least let's just have a little bit of respect for the people that came to, to watch us fucking tie again, you know, like, and, and to me, like, players like that, that people listen to are obviously, like, vital because they're, you know, they're going to be listened to, you know, they're, they're, they're been there forever, they're part of the club, they are basically the club, so yeah, I mean, just have them part of the staff, I don't know, something, just bring, just bring them in, whatever, like, just, he doesn't even have to be part of the staff. He'll probably go either way. But but as a player, I think, you know, he can, he can give you a good 10, 15 minutes. But other than that, I mean, might as well just bring in a younger Bonnie Garcia type thing. I mean, bring Get one in, of the young, kid, young kids yeah, in the track. I mean, somebody, somebody that's hungry. Like, because Bonnie Garcia, like, you know, you're going to get like 15, 20 minutes maybe. But you know, he's going to go all out in those 15, 20 minutes. So why not bring. A young guy and just give them those 15 20 minutes and and have them build them up you know because boniak is already past his prime so obviously the 15 20 minutes are going nowhere because he's not going to move up anywhere else but if you have like a younger kid i don't know who can i don't know maybe i mean probably because boniak is more defensive i see rios but you know this kid castilla like he's more of a defensive midfielder why not maybe, you know, give him 10 minutes. I know he's like 14 or some shit, you know. I think he's like 16, 17, but 16, yeah. So bring him in and just have him like play those 10 minutes that, you know, he would give it's you. It's not going to change anything. Well, uh, yeah, we're, exactly. We're not winning the game is anyways. Exactly. Yeah, everything's going to be even. Minute. Like if I'm playing football manager and I'm at this point in the season, I'm like, well, we're not getting anywhere. Might as well play the kids. Exactly. You know? Just just give them minutes, let them get their feet wet, you know. But yeah, Garcia, I think, you know, He's on his way out. Might as well just let him go. Yep. Uh, Memo, I think we already talked about. It. I mean, I might say something very controversial, but I think Memo's overrated. But you know, I, I think we all like the 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 story behind Memo. He's. I think he's a hard worker, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Physically, I think he has some challenges. Yeah. I think, he's I think that's what will what will limit his yeah. his potential at the in MLS in particular. He's just like um, he's a hard worker, so I think that that yeah, has taken yeah. him uh, like places, and and it, and it will if he continues to work hard. I mean, he was on our you know on our forty but, men roster, so but, but obviously he's doing something. Especially in tab system where he wants players to be running, 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 and bullying players. He likes the Derek Jones. Yeah. He likes the Corey Baird, the guys who have more of a physical presence, and yeah. I think. When I look at Memo, I think that's not the kind of player he likes. No, Memo's and I don't think that creative. Memo is creative, quite creative enough to be an out-and-out out number ten. Yeah, no, yeah, not no, not he's a support, more of a supporting role to to that ten. Yep. But but he's also more attacking-minded than defensive. Like he'll he'll defend, but I see him more as an as an attacking mid oh, than a sure. defensive mid. For sure, defensive mid. Yep. Uh, Derek Jones, right there. Yeah, uh, I, I think this is a, this is a tab signing that. Yeah, that, for sure, hundred uh, percent. That is that that's that's worked out, and I I had my doubts honestly. I mean, I I'd, I'd actually watched him play, and he was a good player. I remember him actually. I think he played against us last year, and he had a pretty good game. But I didn't know if he was really what I wanted in the off season was was a a, a proven um, a proven strong midfielder that was a uh, that had a lot of quality and. Whereas I, I thought Jones would, you know, is a solid player. I didn't think he really had that kind of quality, and and I don't think he does. But I think that he has shown that he really he is an MLS level player that can 
that uh, can fill that role. I think it's unfortunate for him because the role he plays is where our best player is, which is hilarious. Yeah. Like, if we, have, if we could have a Derek Jones that's a number 10, like, honestly, I think that would make a big difference on your team, and it would help us uh, immensely. Yeah. But I, I just don't... I, it's hard to play Vera and Jones. Yeah. It's very defensive. Yeah, very defensive. yeah they, they both do the same thing. It's just that... The one thing that I don't like about Jones is that he keeps the ball a l- one second too long, and he that's just true. he just fucks it up. Like he, but that's he, something you can. That's something you can. You can exactly. Work that's that's so a good I, thing. I'm not yeah. worried about that. Honestly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's it, that's the only thing that I have against him. But I mean, other than that, he's very big. Like he's a big dude, very physical. You know, he can bully. You know, those those attacking midfielders, get the ball away from them, and just all he has to do is just get the ball back and give it to somebody that knows. And I mean, he can probably run. Well, I mean, he has made runs with the ball, you know, to to the box. But it was more. It was I, personally, I think it was mainly because of his physical, like you know, because he's huge and you can't just push him over. But it's, I don't think he's like super skillful enough to like carry the ball. But I, I might be wrong. But you know, that's just Another the way that thing I see about it. Derek, and I like him as a player. I think he's very physical. But the system that Tab has is running him box to box and. Yeah, no. He's too slow. There. Yeah. And, I mean, that's something you got to work on in training. So, hopefully it's there. And yeah. I don't he, know, maybe we get a system and we can play both of them at the same time. That'd be great. Yeah, promising but, for sure. Yeah. All right, we go to uh, Fafa. Freaking work, workhorse. Yeah. I am, tor- I am torn because he's, he's lit. And, I would, and he would be in my team 100%. Now... As a star player or as a starter, gee, I don't know. I don't know what you think of this. I, 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 I want to say a little bit about Fafa. I mean, I've watched him in MLS for years now um, at Dallas, at, uh, at Union. And he's a, he's a quality player. Um, he's someone who epitomizes uh, Tab's philosophy. He's a guy who works hard and presses and gives you everything he has, which is great. I love that. However, he's not he's not creative at all. No. And so that's the problem is we're cre- we are one of the teams that is creating the least in the league. And we don't have an out-and-out number 10. So you need those wingers. You need an at least to create chances. You need you need someone who's going to, you know, uh, you know, gonna, yeah, Corey Barrett, I think, is, is someone who can create chances. I know obviously not, not really the same player. It's just very frustrating to me. Because I know that there's a limit to how high you can go with Fafa Pico. Obviously, scored a lot of goals, some goals, some penalty. He's an, and, he, and he's a guy who works hard. And if you work hard, you're going to get goals. A lot of teams. Oh, I have a question. Um, yeah. So, I thought Carrasquilla and Tintero and Palomino, they were the closest thing that we have to a number 10. Would you agree? Or would you agree, Chris, or anybody else? Yeah, I, I agree. I agree that... that uh, I, I think that Quintero is a 10. I think that's... A real ten. Yeah. Uh, Palomino, I think, is closer to a ten. He could he's be closer to a ten. Uh, it could be. We'll see how he develops. Uh, Carasquilla, I don't see as a ten, but I don't know. I haven't watched him yeah. enough, so I, I think we'll, I, we'll see. Where I, I yeah, I I do actually. I see because Car- I, I see uh, the, his footwork itself. Like, well, I mean, that's what I. I mean, I don't know what you know because not nowadays they're like soccer doesn't have a number ten per se. Like. At least the teams that I have seen, like, well, you know, going back to 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 the old school number ten, who like dictated the the pace of the game, 
you know, gave the passes, created the chances, you know, just fed the forwards, making runs, fed the, the wingers, like, making those runs. I don't think there's there's nobody like that. Like, and well, I mean, I don't know. If, I'm sure there's some tens out there, you know, but but it's not like in the, you know, late 90s, early 2000s that you had actual number 10s that did that, you know? I, but, I mean, I think Carrasquilla can can probably be that just because of, of the way that he's quicker. You know, he's he seems quick, you know, on his feet. And I don't, but I mean, he's been playing a defensive role. Like he's been playing yeah, behind Vera. I, I so don't like, think a, I, I don't think he's a defend defensive. No, not at all. I, I, I don't think he's a ten either. I think uh, I don't think that he's the thing for me though is that uh, like if you compare him to um, the crew and they have Zelarayan, like he yeah. he is a ten. He's That's a ten. Yeah, exactly. He's a ten. Yeah. You know, like I don't. I I I think there's a clear difference. He's a between Yeah. Like, uh, one from under kill me, last breathe kind of number 10. My, I yeah, my hero. I, <laughs> oh, what a, what a player. Um, but uh, I, I I think that, and I don't, I'm not sure we need a 10. I think we, you know, depending on the system we have, we probably don't need a 10. No. I don't the thing is, when I, see, when I see this system, I think we might need a 10. Because I see, I see a lot of players that are working very hard and pressing very hard. When you win the ball back, you need someone who's going to carve, play the killer ball. Play, play in between the lines, sure. and I, and I think I don't think we have that right now, and that's why we struggle to create chances. And and when when we do play Quintero, which is that's a disaster, by the way, that whole that whole situation, and I'm not going to get into it. But I, we, well, the funny thing is when we play him, even though he's totally out of it at this point, and he doesn't even want to play for our club, and understandably so. Yeah. I I think he has. You can see he he sees things that other everybody else on the pitch does not see. It, it, you guys, see, last year especially, I mean, you can see that, right? He tries things. He sees things. He, it's a it, being a number ten is more than a a, a build or a or a, a certain quality. It's a mental thing. You have to be able to see the space, play the space, and I think that's where I don't know if Karaskia has that exactly, and uh, we'll we'll have to find out. We'll have to find out. Yep. No, he's he's kind of like, I mean, shit. Might as well just give Vera the number ten and be like, hey, you're playing ten now. <laughs> like, don't worry about being a defensive player. Point, yeah, might as well, he, right? He's a better goal scoring midfielder than the players that play in front of him. I mean, Vera will score before Joe Corona scores, even though he plays much higher up the pitch. Yeah, it's sad. Agreed. So next up is Baird. I think it's it's very uh, there's a consensus. I think we would keep Baird, he, even though the little he has played, he has showed. A lot of quality for sure. Yeah, he's a he's a quality player. I've watched him in MLS. For me, I like the signing. I know we overpaid for him a little bit, but he's a player. And I think the same way about uh, Tim Parker. Even though I know I know it hasn't been the best start or whatever, he's a player that has a lot of MLS experience. Works very hard, and you know what you're going to get. And I think that the Dynamo need players like that, more players like that, to fill out their squad. Both of those guys, I think uh, Parker and Baird, are guys that. Are are the right quality player that we need to be signing? We should have one of those kind of quality players across the pitch. I don't know if he'll work out. Of course, mm-hmm. you know I thought Christian Ramirez would work out better than he did, and I think he's an MLS quality player. He's scoring in the Europa League qualifiers now. I mean, yeah. it, you know, I, I don't, I, I don't, I don't know if it's if it's just our club, but I know that at previous teams he was a great player, and I think if we, you know, if we if we surround him with the right talent, he can do well. Yeah, I 
true a true nine in my book. Uh well obviously next we have Vera, which I don't think we have to say anything. Um he's a yes for Vera everybody. We riot man. Oh yeah. dude. <laughs> we riot. I mean, uh, we should ride we already. We burn BBVA to the ground. That's one of the struggles that we have. What a player. What a player. I mean, Excellent player. I, I, I have a feeling First that... First game I, I saw him play, I knew he was yeah, going to be good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, me too. For, like, love at first sight <laughs> type of thing. Yes. You're like, this guy, like, he knows what he knows what he's doing. And, like, he's very into it. Like, he knows his role. He knows what he has to do. And he doesn't, have, he doesn't go above or and beyond of what he has to do. Like... He gets the ball and just gives it to to the to the attacking guys. Like that's what you want, you know. And he has like an eighty, like a high eighty percentage on passing. Like he's always on point, you know. Yep. And you're like, God, beautiful Argentinian man. If only we had some something around him to kind of you know create and and for him just to sit back and wait, you know. But it yeah. is what it is. Uh, Dorsey, like the uh, the cabezas of our team. Now. Yeah, basically. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, I like cabezas too. I really like cabezas. Those poor injuries, man. Yeah, I know. So sad. It sucks. It's, it really sucks because that's what literally got him up. Just his knee. Yeah. Because he, he, would, he would probably would have been playing in this team. But, oh, yeah. Uh, next up, we have Dorsey, which it's also kind of weird. Because whenever he came in, all the people that I that I know, well, not everybody that I know, but a couple guys that, you know, I'm kind of in a group chat, basically they, they talk down on Dorsey or... Maybe because they, you know, those people had friends in Toronto and they were like, oh, yeah, he's shit or whatever. But I mean, Generation Adidas, you know, like, obviously there's something there, you know, like you just don't get Generation Adidas because, you know. And he has, I mean, his past few games, he was one of the only ones that created, you know, the most kind of clear chances for the team, I think. I didn't get to watch the Dallas game, but at least the one before that, he seemed pretty, you know, pretty legit. I mean, yeah, he's not yeah. the greatest, but you know, he, yeah. he's something there. Good depth that's time. Yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I'm thinking. But I just don't like him starting. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely Agreed. a tab signing. You know. For sure. But yep. I like him in the depth role. Yeah. Uh, Palomino. I mean, he's out, but maybe I think we all, we can all agree that whenever he's back, he we should back. we should play him yeah. a little bit more. Recall him right now. <laughs> For real. Let him learn the system. He's not. He doesn't know our system yet. He's learning some other team. He needs to come back now. I don't know why he isn't. No. Yeah. Uh, Rios. I think we we said you know what we had to say. You know I think he he has earned his spot out from the outside. You know not even from the inside. But I mean we haven't even seen him play. I I actually saw him play on the on on preseason. I went to go watch him when uh, the Dino played. I think FC Tulsa or something. In preseason, and he played it for a little bit, and he looked he looked good. I mean, you know, there wasn't a lot of time of him playing, but he he looked decent. You know, for what eighteen year old kid. Yep. I. Uh, I mean, but we yeah, exactly. We don't know, so it's one of those things like you know, until we until we see him, then we we don't know what what we have in our hands. Uh, next one is Castilla, which which basically same thing like. He's a young kid, and he plays that Vera position, like a position that like he he sits back. He's a, a defender midfielder. But the one thing that I liked about him, that I also saw him in that preseason game, is that whenever the center backs would have the ball, he would actually go and go ask for the ball, even though he's a young kid. 
he was kind of taking charge of like I want the ball, give it to me, and I will distribute. Which you know it's always good, especially on a kid that is sixteen playing with like full grown men, you know. But we'll we'll see, we'll see. Uh, the the new one, Coco Carrasquilla, Carrasquilla. What do y'all think about him? Yeah, he's MLS ready. He's MLS ready. I, I don't I don't have doubts. And under uh, again under the right system, he, he he's gonna be able to thrive. You know. All right. I think, I think that's sad though that that's the bar. Is when we bring in someone from abroad, it's like, oh, let's hope they're MLS ready. <laughs> For real. God, that is so sad. I mean, I when usually when we talk about uh, when we uh, when we talk about like look at other teams, they're like, oh, they're gonna bring us the next level. Oh, they're signing full, you know, they're bringing uh, players, the top players in the Brazilian league, top players from abroad, and we're like, mm, hope he's in Los Brady. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, it's so sad. It's so, it's so dynamo. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then the last one, midfielder on the list is Hoffman. Yeah, Hoffman. I don't think he's with us either, right? He's playing out, out there. Or is, uh, it, or yeah. is it McKee? No, he, he played. He played. Uh, he played. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I'm wrong. Yeah, I'm thinking of McKee. Yeah. Yeah. McKee McKee is Yeah. But that's also the same thing. You know, we don't know until until we don't see him. We haven't seen him enough to to say yes or no. But he's a kid, you know. So we'll see. Uh, and then forwards. Let's jump into forwards. We got five guys, like the restaurant, but I don't think any of them are quality. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe one, but I don't know. But let's start with Lemoyne. What do you guys think about Lemoyne? I know he he's probably I think he's injured right now, uh, but um, we seen him play a little bit. But he played more a more of a midfielder role than like a number eight type thing. But I don't know. Uh, do you guys remember seeing him play or anything? Uh, yeah, I remember seeing him play. He played more on the wing, not the wing, like a right midfield. Kind of like a memo type player. Yeah. You know, type. Yeah, a little, a little less, a little more explosive than memo. That's what yeah. I kind of got. I don't know. He looked all right. I, you know, the, I watched him play. He was in the MLS's back tournament, I think, mm-hmm. and uh, he looked. Um, there were some flashes on the ball. He looked really good. Actually, he looked like a good dribbler. But, uh, you know, I think he, he wasn't near ready. Yeah, no, he's still a kid. In my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. All right, still too young. Uh, let's go with, well, Bahamich. International, uh, international spot. <laughs> 1.2, yeah. he went to 1.5 million. Riding the bench like no other. I just want to say, uh, when I saw him play, what was I trying to remember the game? He got subbed out for Baird, and when he made his debut... Yeah, he, he looked Barrett, when Barrett came in. He looked infinitely better than Bayamich. That's yeah. all I want to say. Bayamich. One of the other things I don't like about Bayamich is he's supposed to be a chance creator, but he's slow and not explosive. That's not good. That is yeah. not a good sign. Yeah, I, I think, know he's young. I, mean, I know he's small, but I know he's young. But like, ah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm saying, I'm saying that he because he's young, he should be fast and explosive. Well, he's well, he's smaller. You have to. I think. I think to a certain point, you're right. But like, I think also you have to like. You see this where like players kind of grow into their bodies. I don't know if he's fully grown into his body yet. Uh, so right, like, right, you get a little right, more right. explosive when you when you pick when you pick up a little more like muscle weight. Uh, I don't right, think right, he right. looks. He looks kind of skinny. Uh, but I, I personally, when I see play, like I've seen some players like that where it's like you can tell that if they just kind of 
keep developing. They'll get there. They'll get there. When I saw him play, he looked he, he looked like he didn't care. And the funny thing was, is I know why he's not playing. He doesn't press. He doesn't. He doesn't. His work rate is not good. And that's where I think is interesting. There must be a disconnect there because I know that Tab would not sign someone like that. I know that's not something something he would would if he if he had all the information that he had now like if he came on if Bayamich came on trial right I I do not think that not that at all yeah, no. that's another so, Matt Jordan you know diamond in the rough type things yeah that's 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 what it screams to me just, yeah just because it well because I think he was hyped up too much and the poor kid like when I see him play I feel like he's lost like he has no idea what the fuck is going on. Uh, you know where where am I? Like I don't understand. Like like I it's like I know you don't speak English, but it's, it's soccer, bro. Like it's like you don't have to talk. You know that I feel like he just doesn't understand anything that was going on. Like he looks lost to me, and and I think they did a poor job in like hyping him up so much. Like even even Tabramos hyped him up too much. To, to and then I think that's the reason why everybody was like giving Tabramo shit over Bahamich because. Tabram was, you know, he hyped him up so much. Maybe because he had to, you know. He's like, well, shit, we're spending $1.2 million on him. And, you know, it's not my signing. It's Matt Jordan's, but I got to cover his ass. But he, they hyped him up so much. And and I, I me personally, I got hyped up because I was like, oh, shit, he's coming from, like, Instituto, which I know the team. You know, I, I've watched them play. I've seen them play. You know, it's one of those teams that they go up and down in Argentina from first division to second division. So, like, they're known for being, like, fighters, you know, and, like, You know, at least as a team, you know, and you're like, well, you know, as one of their stars type thing, he's a young kid, but, you know, he's a fighter, you know, down the wing, da, da, da. And I was like, oh, this kid is going to come and kill it. He's just going to truck over everybody and just go. But then he gets in the field and and, and he just looks around like, like, I don't know where, where to go. Like, where, where do I play? Like, you know, those kids that don't know how to play soccer and they just like wait for you to give them instructions, you know, yeah. that's how, that's how he feels. Like, he doesn't even look, I mean, it might be bad, but. When he doesn't was, look like a professional. I remember, <laughs> I remember we were fighting with, uh, I think, with an England English team, right? For his rights. Uh, I, I don't Southampton. Yeah, I, I don't. Something I don't like remember. that, right? Yeah. But my train, my train of thought is that we were fighting with a team that is similar to Instituto, you know, saving distances, right? So yeah. I guess, you know, seeing it from the player, perhaps he would have thrived or he would have had better chances in that team because maybe they would have. You know, follow certain career path or yeah. growth kind of element. Whereas in here, he came so hyped up, and we thought, "Oh, we're getting Albert least too. Yeah. Let's see how that goes." And that went down. And and also like, also like culturally, like when you look at this league culturally, like you don't really fight for anything. I mean, well, obviously you fight to win, of course. But like for example, he was an instituto, a second division team where you have to fight to make it to. To, to the top flight, you know, like, like there's a reward for becoming 100%. a champion. You know, other than lifting a trophy, you know, there's a reward for being the champion. And there's also like a major, like a major, 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 like, you know, uh, like defeat, you know, like you just don't finish last. Like you finish last and you get demoted, like you go down a division, like in, in, in the eyes of Argentinians, like that's extremely embarrassing. Like, That is the worst thing that you could do to any fan. Like, just tell me, like, you suck. You went down to a, div a lower division. That's how much you suck. And, like, and maybe, yeah, maybe, like, either wherever the, the heck he was going, England or whatever. 
it probably would have been better because they have the same thing. They have the same culture of, you know, promotion relegation and they fight for something. The Dynamo really like, you know, now most people are like, well, shit, maybe next year, you know, let's start looking at next year. And, and you're like, no, dude, like, let's, they, they don't have next year. Like, they have to look at this year now, you know. There's yeah. a there's one more thing I want to point out here is is that I think this is a, a failed transfer all the way around, and I'll say why. I think that uh, Bayamage has not shown that he wants to fight since he's been here, yep. and so I think that's on him. That's a hundred percent on him. Now, what I think is not on him is that he got brought into a situation where he is not an Im- like he is not he's clearly not ready for the league. At this moment, and he, and I think he, and I think that that's not necessarily a bad thing. You know, you see some players that have a uh, have have you know, it takes a, a couple years for them to gel into the league and and play well. Um, but the problem is, is he's in a situation here where we need to turn around the team, where we we are in a we are in the bottom, we are in the depths. We can't afford. We're not a Seattle where he can sit on the bench, learn the league, and. And 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 come good, you know, and learn from the players, you know, players who are succeeding in the league. He is thrown into the pits of hell, which is our starting eleven, and hoping, you know, and and we're just hoping that he does something. Just you know, you know, this is a little meme that's like, do something, do something, do something. Yeah. You know, that that's what that's essentially what what he's been thrown into, and I think that that's, uh, uh you know, frustrating for him. Must be frustrating for him because. I don't know if he's ready, and I don't think he is ready. Obviously not. And I think for from our front office to to spend some a considerable fee, you know, we don't have a lot of investment. So to take a lot of you know a decent amount of our money, essentially not much less than not much less than what we sold uh, sold at least for, right? Not too much less than that, and go purchase a player who's unproven, and throw him, you know, into a situation where he has to perform immediately. And and I'm guessing you know if you've done your research, you know he's not ready yet. That is a major error. That is a major error, and they should be uh, held accountable for that. Yep, I I agree. <laughs> I agree, man. Poor poor kids. All these people being brought in, and they have no idea <laughs> where they're yep. coming in. All right, yeah, they're me... like, oh, Houston, Houston, this cool city. All right, great, yeah. great. Oh, let's go. Oh wait, you're telling me this team is and like and, and that's and that's the crazy part. Like you're coming to like such a like people say this all the time. Like fourth largest city in the United States, great market, you know, for like, soccer and sports and you know money and you know diversity and all these things. And you're like, fuck, like why are we such a sorry ass team? Like you know, like you, you you look in the stands and it's. Like half, not even half. Yeah, and, and it's like uh, it's got it's gotta be bad. It's, it's like, gotta well, be bad. Like I'm going, I'm going to Houston, like space. Does that put pre- does that put pressure on you as a player if you're not succeeding and you look around and nobody cares? Exactly. Or, no, or, not or, at all. you know, it looks like nobody cares. There's nobody in the stadium. Yep. I don't think it does because, like, you know, I, I I think if you know if you're a, if you're a team that's getting relegated in the Premier League or the Championship, your fans are in the stands causing causing hell. Yeah, the they're making your life miserable. They're making yeah, they're making your life miserable. Yeah. Every single day. But that, yeah, that's the thing, though. Like, here, they, unfortunately, they have nothing. I mean, there's no consequence. So, like, it's just another year. I mean, but, you know, we, that's a whole other box that we can get into. But, you know, we can probably do that another time. But, because um, this, is, this is a good conversation. But, you know, maybe we can get into more technical things in another conversation. Um, so, Urruti, what do you guys think about Maxi? 
lackluster. Oh, I disagree. I disagree. Hello. I disagree. Hello. <laughs> uh, I'll fight you on that one. Uh, I, I, you know, when we brought him in, I thought he was not, uh, not the kind of signing we needed at the time. While he has some experience in MLS, and I liked that, I think that he is. I thought he was past his prime, and I think he kind of is past his prime. But what he is is what he does see is he's a finisher. He's a finisher, and I think. Uh, any MLS team can use a finisher, and I think that um, while I know he's had he had some you know kind of got off his form when he got COVID and he was out for a little bit and you know it, it hasn't been perfect. I'm not going to act like he's been the best player in the league or anything. Is in the first games of the season he was getting essentially fuck all when it comes to chances and he was putting them away. He was putting them away. I was at the Whitecaps game and let me tell you we were not we were not a very good team. And Whitecaps are not a very good team. But without Aruti in that team, we are not winning that game. I'll yeah. tell you. <laughs> now, you now, now you hit him with your counterpoint. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, yeah, he's a finisher. And, I mean, yeah, we don't get chances in the box. But, I mean, he's just not a workhorse. I feel like he's a lazy player and he'll stroll around. and Really? You know, so, yeah, someone will put the ball in the box and there's no one there. That's happened a few times. I don't oh, know yeah. if Aruti was on the field or not, oh, yeah. but... Every time I've seen him play, he's strolling around, and I don't know if it's just me or what, but I, that's just how I feel about the guy. I think I think he just looks sad. I think it's that's more, <laughs> honestly. I think he works actually pretty hard. I think yeah, yeah, yeah. If, yeah. You, if, I, you, if yeah. you watch him a lot, I think he works very hard. He just looks sad. You can tell it hurts him. It hurts him to not get chances. And when when he creates something, and he's a very creative player, which I think he's underrated for. He's you know he's kind of. I, I, I don't know. He 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 has a, he kind of reminds me of like a almost like an Olivier Giroud, but like t- minus one million. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll meet you. I'll meet you both halfway, and I'll say this. So last year I was crying out loud how Columbus made great business bringing uh, Bradley Wright Phillips into the fold because I thought that was a dynamo player for depth. To me, Maxi Ruti responds to that. You know, if we would have a number nine, like Herman is saying in chat, we don't have legit forwards. That's right. If we would have a number nine, uh, 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 you know, started, right? Then Maxi is a good complement. Number nine rests. Maxi gets in. He, uh, he, oh. he, you know, takes, adva- takes advantages of, of slow, tired defenses. Yeah. Because uh, he's, he's exactly, exactly as, as Polar says. Jesus low, but then he's like you know saving the big distance. He's yeah. sort of like Messi, okay? Messi runs, but when he runs, he really does. Maxi is the same. When he has to run, he does run, but then he you know he he saves that the, those little sprints of energy when he can when he can actually use them. Yeah. But then again, he's not he's no starter right. Yeah. He's and definitely no starter. I, I agree. I agree with that point. I think that for a, he is not a starter on a good MLS team. Even though, honestly, he's had a good season. I would say he has a good... It, 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 maybe that's controversial. I don't think that's controversial. If you look at how many chances he's gotten, his conversion rate's very high. And I think that uh, without him this year, it would be worse, um, which is impressive. Uh, and I think that... I, I think that if... Um, that he should be... That the problem is, is that... He, that's the kind of player that we're, that's like the better, one of our better players in the team is someone who probably wouldn't even start on a good, or definitely wouldn't start on a, on a good MLS team. 
Yeah. Uh, and, and he's on a kind of a bad contract. Um, that's another thing I'll say. He's, he's making a lot in wages for, for kind of the quality of player he is. I thought he was going to be a total disaster beginning of the season, if I'm being perfectly honest, but I think he's proven me wrong. Yep. I think that's I think that's what I'm trying to get at is he's a good striker, but for our system, he doesn't work. I disagree. I dis I firmly disagree. Yeah, I think also like let me just throw this in a little bit. Uh, you know when you're like, well, you know when they do the crosses, he's not there. I think he's not there because he's he's the one that got that ball back. <laughs> and gave exactly. He's holding up the plate. He's holding up the plate, and then he gives it to a winger who puts in a crappy cross because it's Fafa Pico or like or Ari Lasseter, and it's like, what is he supposed to do? Yeah. Like I, I don't know what he's supposed to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and and he runs up there like when whenever like he's pressing, he he's pressing. So I mean. I mean, I think you you probably catch him at the bad times, but I mean, I, every time that I see him, he's he's always like, I mean, in my, in, to what I see, right? He's always like pressing up top, and he's trying to get the balls back. And then whenever he gets the ball back, he's like, okay, now I have to give it to the forward so he can score it. And he's like, oh shit, I am the forward, you know? Like that's how I feel. Yeah. But I don't know. Another thing, another thing I want to add is that I think that that Maxi Ruti, I respect him a lot because I think he's a professional, and that's something that I, yeah. I do along around across the squad he's a professional you know he shows up to work every day and he puts a he grinds and he he wants to score goals for the team to prove himself and nothing more he doesn't like our team i know that sounds bad that sounds bad but he played for dallas he's, he's he doesn't have any honestly he doesn't have any connection to our team in my opinion other mm-hmm. than that he plays for us right now yeah. he doesn't really strike me as someone who like you know you know when people come to the club and say oh this is my dream club or no, I, who says that about the Dynamo these days? But honestly, he's, he's been around the league is more what I'm saying. But he's shown up at our team and seen a, a, a total shit show and tried to make the, mo- make the most of it. And I respect yeah. him for that. I always respect him for that. True, true. I agree. Uh, let's move on to Lassiter. Oh, Lassiter. I was like, like, good sign. He came in as the as the uh, top scorer when he was at Liga Deportiva La Juelense back then in, in Costa Rica, and he had a cartel, you know. And we and I thought, man, we finally got ourselves a real good guy. First game goal, oh my god, we made it. Two Second goals, game, two goals. Yeah, there two you goals. go. There you go. There you go. Second game flop. So he, and then from then downhill. So he's a very yeah. He's a very bad decision maker. That's one of the things that I think will always limit him. He's technically good enough That's good. Uh, to, yeah. to be a good player, but I think he he doesn't know what to do in the final third. And for a team that needs chance creation, uh, that's a disaster. That's a disaster. And uh, uh, he's very wasteful. Very wasteful. Extremely wasteful. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I think there's a good player in there, and I think I know why he was signed. Uh, I think there is a good player in there. I think that he needs the right coaching. And I don't know if Tab is necessarily the guy. Yeah, he's he's missing he's missing that last touch, and uh, yeah, yeah. They, they somebody has to get it out of him. But you know, yeah, we'll we'll see. Uh, we'll go to our last two. Uh, we'll go Pasher, and then we'll close it up with Quintero. So we can throw them in there together if you like. Uh, I think we need to talk about those separately. Okay, let's yeah, do that. I agree. Those are two very different situations. <laughs> I I agree too, but let's go. Okay, let's go Pasha. Let's go Pasha because he's the, for sure a stay. He went from racks to riches, basically. Yes. This is a classic Dynamo signing right here. This is, I'm, and more than that, it's in, in like a like the good, the good Dynamo signing. 
it's someone who nobody's I mean obviously if you follow Indy 11 and USL and you've heard of him but like this guy is a diamond in the rough and I don't mean I think he has a ceiling I don't think he's like gonna ever be best player in the league or anything or really be like a, a great 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 player but man I uh, for the for the money he is on he's doing a hell of a job and that he's an international player making I think he's making like 90,000 that's that is like if see this is the thing in in the way that because we have a salary cap system right mm-hmm. the, I mean a quasi quasi salary cap system you you those kind of players should allow you to make a big investment somewhere else right having a guy on a small contract who's able to play at a high level that's what you want in MLS right you know Man City in the Premier in the Premier League can go just spend loads of money and just keep buying keep buying if it doesn't work they bought a million defenders and they finally found you know uh, Laporte and you know and Ruben Diaz right for instance but in the MLS you have to make the right decisions because the the salary cap limits you so the money that we save there should be put towards a you know a, a star level DP, right? But it doesn't. It never will be. But the sad thing is, is that that's not Pasher's fault, and he's done a hell of a job since he's been here. He's a presses hard. He's he's he really does have the thing that I didn't. I expected him to press hard. That's not something you know. Someone who coming from USL and make you know making their first jump to MLS, you know, I I, I think he would have a lot of fire in him, right? But honestly, he's quality on the ball. He's got a good delivery, and he's decent shot on him. I think uh, one of the best signings this year, for sure. Yeah, if not the best. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anybody else on Pasher? My heart broke a little when he got hurt. Yeah, man. Uh, Everybody's. Everybody yeah, me hurt. too. Me too. I was so I think, sad. I think he has uh, he, 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 if he keeps the right mindset, he can be a quality player for Dynamo, and we can even see... Uh, someone leaving, you know, to another league. But then, on the other hand, that is that is that midpoint. That this that is the, that dynamo midpoint. Because on the other hand, if he if he has a year or two that he doesn't, you know, feel the level or something like that, you know, then he can come back to the USL. So I'm hoping, I'm I'm I'm, I'm, pray, I'm praying for him to have the right mentality and you know to, to solidify himself into into the team. I'm with you on that, and actually, I would. I this is the saddest thing that's coming out of my mouth. But I would love to see him leave for somewhere else, and I and, and even yeah. if that's in MLS, I would love to see him go to a team that's going to develop him correctly. I agree. And I don't think we're the we're the team for that. So yeah, yeah, it's one of those it's one of those kids that you can't like be mad at. Like he's very no. he's very humble, very like feet on the feet on the ground. Like he understands where he's at. He knows what he has to do. Like every time you like I hear him talk, I'm like this guy knows. Like he knows. How good he is, and he knows how bad he he can be, or how you know where you know where his ceiling is, where the floor is. Like he he understands, like he knows. He you know when he came back from Canada, he he understood. You know he was like, hey, like I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a like you know I'm I'm off the bench guy. Like and I and I completely understand. I and I see that. You know, like he wasn't there. Like oh you know they took me there and I didn't play. Like no, nah, he understood. You know there's better players in front of me. I have to work harder. I mean, he already went in a year span. He went from USL to the Canadian national team. You know, obviously, you know it is the Canadian national team, but it's still a national team. You know, like Can- he, hey, Canada national team almost beat Mexico. Exactly, and they're getting better every Very year. Close. I mean, they're they getting, may go to the World Cup. Exactly. So, so uh, we're I gonna wanna, see I a passion World Cup. Yeah. yeah. And he 
he played for them too in the in Gold Cup. He, he did get some minutes. So it's like one of those things that you know you see a guy that you know he he's he's a hard worker. You know you from USL to playing you know nationally. So you know you can't say anything bad about the kid. He's very he's he's he looks like a very nice guy too. And then well, exactly that's another thing. Yes. Hard to find that in our squad. Yeah. And to finish it off, uh, we'll go out with a bang with the guy that hasn't banged anything, <laughs> Quintero. I disagree. I'll say something right away. He has banged in a lot. It was last year. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. I will, but I, what I, all I want to say is that there's a quality player in there. There's a quality player in there. I don't. I understand he doesn't fit the system. I get it. But there's a quality in player in there, and it's, I, I say the same thing that I say with Bizama. And well, Bizama's just bad, but. <laughs> the thing is, the difference is, is if I'm coming to Houston Dynamo and I'm coming as a big player and I have a good season, what happens where I come in the next season and I and they won't sell me if they if they don't have me in the plans? A good manager says you're not in my plans. I'm going to sell you. Yeah. But but Tab, I don't know if it's Tab. I don't know if it's Matt Jordan. Maybe it was to please the fans. I'm not not sure. But it's disgusting how you can have a guy who is, uh, I would say, close to, if not DP level in this league, when he's playing well. Yeah. And and we are not playing him, and we're not letting him continue his career. We are keeping him in hostage in our on in our in our club. It's that. I think that's disgusting. I think it's disgusting. Yeah, pictures of him last game just sitting on the billboard. Yeah. And, and, he, and he's, he's come out and publicly said to the media that he he doesn't like not playing, and he if he you know if he can't if he can't be playing in in the next few weeks he wants out. That's yep. what he said. And I I think that there, there's nothing wrong with that. I think people that are I see some people criticize him for not playing well X Y Z. This is just if you yeah. don't treat your players well and you and you and you exile them in the squad. What do you expect for them to get? And then not only that, when they want to get out, they first of all he he sacrificed. He didn't say, "Oh, I'm not going to play." Or you know, you see like like Ozil or something. You know, like so those kind of situations where where they're not even playing. He's tried to he's tried to come back in and you know make a spot you know make a place for himself on the squad, but it, it hasn't happened. And for whatever reason, and you know maybe that's partially on him. I have no idea. But I think it's so again pathetic, pathetic. That what we could have done if he was not in our plans, right? If he's not in our plans for the season, which obviously has not been, he had a good year last year. Yeah. How could how hard would it have been to sell him for at least what we got for him, six hundred k? I don't think that's insane in this league. Okay, maybe even we take a loss, four hundred k. I think easily we could have sold him for four hundred k. Somebody around the league would have taken him. He's a quality player. He can create chances. The funny thing also is that what's the problem we've had this year? Creating chances. Yeah. Creating chances. Number one creator of chances in, in the team and the league last year. Yeah. Which is fucking yeah. insane. Yeah. yeah and, and now he doesn't see any light. Like, he's yeah. just... And, and I always tell people, and I don't know if you guys have ever heard, but I always say, like, I don't I don't like Quinteros as a player. Like, and, and it's, you know, it's, it's obviously it's not a, a, a very favorable opinion. And and it's not because I don't I don't think he's talented. I think he's actually very talented. But the same reason that I don't like well the reason that I don't like him is because obviously he doesn't fit the system. So every time he yeah, goes in, you can yeah. tell he doesn't fit. So it's just like yeah. just like another bot. And he's just another body in there. You know, he's another Bahamich. 
I, I'm not comparing them, wow. but you know. Ooh, I disagree. I disagree with that because Bayern Munich isn't even good. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying, yeah, I'm just saying it in like the in the in the sense that they don't like they don't fit. Period. Like they're just they just seem lost just because I don't know, but just because they don't fit. Obviously, Quinteros is a way much better player than Bayern Munich. Like he actually creates his own chances, you know, which Bajamich hasn't done at all. And Quinteros, obviously, he's experienced. He has played in giant teams, you know, in in Mexico and 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 well, he played in Minnesota here and stuff. But yeah, successful in Minnesota. But yeah, it's extremely disrespectful for, to to have a player like him in in his like you, you we know he's quality, but so, so literally have him hostage, like <laughs> like the, the other thing, let the, other the thing kids is, go. Again, I, I, I mentioned I mentioned this again. First of all, let him go. I 100 percent agree. The other thing that it doesn't make sense to me is now you go, you say, okay, I, we need a ten in our squad, right? Or let's say we do. Maybe we maybe we don't fit our system. I have no idea. But we need a quality midfielder. That's pretty obvious in our squad. So we go to South America and we say, uh, you know, we, we, we scout and we find this player. Again, I mentioned this, you know, the situation. They go, they go and say, hey, they call up Quintero. The player calls up Quintero. And says, hey, did you like Houston? Well, I love my first season, but I played really well. I was one of the best players in the league. And then they didn't let me play again, and they st- they ruined my career. So what is the what is the the new South American midfielder yep. say 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 say? No, he, he he thinks to himself, hmm, do I want to ruin my career? Do yeah. I? Yeah. Do I'm I? Gonna, I'm going to come to the Dynamo yeah. and ruin my career. Do yes. I want to go play for that coach? Like I think there's yeah. something in between them too. I mean, because it's I mean. I, it's impossible. Like, you can't... I don't know. I think it's... This one... I mean, I don't know. I'm speaking out of my ass here. But I think this one falls on Ramos. Like, 100%. Like, because he's the he's the coach. And he's the one saying, like, oh, he's yes, a good player. Yes, yes, yes. Well, what I will say is, I know... I, I remember there were rumors that that uh, Jordan was trying to shop him around. Hmm. Uh, during, the, during, the, during the winter. But what I think is... is I imagine that I can't imagine that, and, and maybe it did happen. You know, I, I you know, I don't know what goes on behind the scenes. Yeah. But I can't imagine that Ramos uh, thought, you know, going into this new season, he's trying to implement his system. He knows he, he has to know that a, a creative midfielder who doesn't play defense is not going to fit in the system. Yeah. I think that's that has to be very obvious to him. Yeah, he he knows also, that. Yeah, yeah, and, and Quintero also doesn't like to keep possession. He's a dribbling midfielder who loses the who who, who creates chances but loses the ball a lot, right? Yeah. So they're literally the exact opposite of what. I, yeah, it's, it's two clashing ideas, and I think that's yes. that's the worst. And 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 what Sell like them. they're not yeah, exactly get rid of the guy. Why are you like being so prideful and being like no, yeah. it's my way or the highway, yeah, and, and but I won't sell you, <laughs> you know like. Jesus, it's Tav again trying to force his system on a player who doesn't fit it, and it yeah. just will never work out because they don't play that way. Yeah. yeah. I wish there was some some. Uh, the other thing is I've seen this happen, and of course it's been in the like there was a little bit of talk in the media. It's like why isn't he playing? Why isn't he playing? But in reality, how much pressure has really been put on? You know, if this was a if we were a so called big club, right? Yeah. There, this would be a huge deal. This would yeah. be a big deal. Our best player is not playing. You, yeah, right? think, what happened in I Atlanta? Kind of, we kind of scooted in. Yeah. would say stuff about this every yeah, day. Every day, yeah. And and you know what? We had not, none of that. None of that. I, and, I, and I think that's the... Those are the kind of things that make me... Show me how... Like, that my hometown club is not 
uh, not competitive anymore, and they're not they're not the team that they were. Is stuff like that? It makes me feel like we're a small club, even in MLS. All right, so here, here I'm gonna I'm gonna commit myself to do something in the next uh, press conference. I'm gonna ask Ty Ramos why Quintero's not playing, and uh, let's see what happens. Or the future. Also, just ask about the future. Like, yeah. what's this future? Like, so, where is he going? Because I mean, yeah, I mean it's true. Is it's, he still in the pl- Is he still in the plans? You know, I, I, I can't imagine. So. I'm, 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 a, I'm gonna go ahead and do that. And, and I, I'm not usually. I'm, I'm actually on every press conference. I listen. I jump. Like, I'm, I have access to be in them and to ask questions. But I, ne- I never do because I never. I mean, I, I have, I have in the past asked questions, but they were like very like. Not stupid, but like I'll be like, so it wasn't mess, you know, like in the first couple of games that we were kind of losing on the streak, it'd be like, you know, fans are saying this, you know, what's your message to the fan? I, I try to be like the the medium between like the yeah. fans and 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 like and like the coach, right? But I think the only person, well, not to like diminish anybody that's media that you're probably gonna hear this, but the one person that I like with his questions is. Uh, is Victor Arisa? I'm pretty yeah, sure you guys know him. I was gonna say Victor. Yeah, he Victor's he goes hard on the paint, like he goes hard, yeah. and he doesn't give a fuck. I love Victor. And I love and, and I've talked to Victor like in a private conversation, and you know, and he you know he's a fan too in a way, like like he obviously has to be kind of like not non biased oh, or fan. anything, he's but a, he's a fan. He's but a, yeah, let's, you. Let's, 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 Let's call a spade a spade. Yeah, yeah. He he's he's been a fan. Like he he like he, you know he he used to go to games like in 06. and like he's a fan. And so it, obviously I can tell that it hurts him. And but he's the only one that's willing to ask the hard questions. Like to ask him, be like, and and you know, and sometimes I want to kind of back him up, but obviously I don't have the pedigree of like being a, a legit journalist like he is. You know, the thing but, is, but the I think it's time. Like, no, I I think I think we're starting to see a little bit. I don't know if you guys had the opportunity to be in the, the Twitter spaces that uh, Andres from the Foxtrot did this week. No, yeah, but I think there needs to, to there needs there needs to be more accountability from the fan base, and I, I the, the fan base in Houston the, the fan base in Houston has been passionate, and I think that's the funny thing is that's never been the issue. Our fans, when we go out there and you look at El Batallon, uh, you know they're singing and chanting, and they're at every game. Doesn't matter what happens, right? However, when it comes to, you know, actual change getting done and, and putting the pressure on the front office, I don't see that as much. And I think a lot of it has to feel like we, we feel hopeless or we feel like we can't do anything. Was anybody at the game last week? Ooh. Or Saturday? I could, I'm, I'm in college. So yeah, so the Surge had their own protest with bags and stuff. And yes. I'm kind of getting off track and stuff, but... Um, yeah. There was a fan in the beer garden that got punched from El Batallon because he was wearing a bag. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what happened with all of that. But what I do want to say is just like I feel like there needs to be. There's fi- we're finally starting to see things boil over, and I you know there's going to be some pain with all of that, and I don't mean like in, in the bag and punching. That's, right. that's always uncalled for. But yeah, I also, uh, I also believe that that we need to that we as a, as a well I am. Partially member of the media, not, not not as much as I would like to, because of, you know my, my real job or my other job. Yeah. But I think you know the media in Houston, the media that covers soccer really needs to start pressing. The, and you know Houston is the perfect city for this. Not even Dallas. Houston is yeah. like that that midpoint between real real football, real soccer, 
yeah. in, in the soccer that is, you know, developing in the MLS and the yes. USA and whatnot, we have that opportunity to create or to bring that real taste of soccer, you know what I mean? And what everything entails. What, the what pressure. Thing, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, one thing I also think is that... Uh, it, it, we as as members of fan fan and media i feel like sometimes we get in the situation like you said you're in, you're in the you're in the press conference and look i don't want to grill uh Tom Ramos, or i don't want to you know i don't want to come off as rude yeah. and look don't i don't don't be rude i'm not saying be rude no yeah yeah but yeah that's the questions i mean yeah. i mean look we have a right we have a right to know this team has been underperforming and has been letting us down for years do not let the let. It doesn't matter if if they you know if they think it's rude, go fix what's on the field, and then I won't be rude. You know, I I I, I, I hate to um, you know I don't want to sound all all uh, negative, but but you know when it it's been so prolonged and it's been we haven't seen change that I think that we have we have to keep them accountable at some point, right? Yeah. And I think that starts with the starts with the media and the fans, yep. and I think that's where you know they start to feel it. If 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 for instance, if you ask a hard question, you know, if only one person asks a hard question, it's like, oh, you know, I can just brush it off. But then the next journalist asks another hard question, and the next journalist asks another hard question. At some point, you can't you can't just keep giving the PR answer, or you get fired, or you end up like Matt Jordan and somehow scrape a living for seven years. Yep. You know, I don't know. Oh, yeah, and and honestly, I'm trying to like. Well, obviously, you know, like like Samuel, uh, I'm not like you know a media guy. I'm not like a reporter or anything like that. You know, I, I started as a hobby, but obviously, it's becoming. Well, I mean, shit, it's kind of turning into something that you know, it, it, you know, I kind of have to. Now I'm in the position where I'm able to ask the question, so I I kind of have to be the voice for the, for the people, you know, in quotes. And, and one thing, one thing but, I will say, if you don't think, even if you don't think you're a, a mainstream media person or whatever, yeah. you know, or you don't feel qualified or whatever, you're a fan. Yeah, exactly. Some of these other other media personnel aren't even fans, so they true. don't even know what's going on. Right. True. True. So I, that's one thing you have a leg up on everybody is you're a fan. You know what the fans are feeling. Imagine, imagine this. Imagine Generation Orange asking the asking the questions. Victor on his line asking the questions, and then Andrew asking questions, and then you, Chris, asking the questions. Yeah. Then the Chronicle is gonna pick up. Why yeah. the hell are they asking all this? What kind? What kind of? What kind of crisis are we? Are, are we? Are we? Are we avoiding? And then that picks up traction. That's for one, and that's for to give visibility to fans. Yeah. Whether we have the. Portland Timber kind of fans, or the Vancouver Whitecap kind of fans, which may be the, the two opposites, or Rio Salt Lake, I don't know. The thing is that, you know, accountability needs to start from, 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 from somewhere. And I consider very positive the other thing, and I want to highlight the fact that, you know, this, this Saturday, finally, you know, I, I, I made, I made the, the cross mistake, cross mistake two Saturdays ago to say, no, we shouldn't. We should. I was trying to say, you know, we should make the, the the front office wake up. Let's go support other teams in Houston. Of course, that went downhill, but I don't want to <laughs> expand on that. <laughs> but what I'm trying to say is that El Batallon and Texan Army and the Surge and all these other guys, they actually have reached that boiling point. 
Oh, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's a point of no return now. Yeah. I, and, I, I, and, and, and we have to hang up, you know, we have to, or the, the fans, you know, the cash, from the casuals to the hardcore, but, you know, quiet. I think we should go under that flag because yeah. that's what, that's, 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 that's my thing, you know, that's what I'm saying, you know. Does the ownership and the fans, because you know we at the end are part owners of the club because of you know because of the heart and because we pay or or, 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 or ticket. Um, do we really want a championship team with with the talent that is in the city and with the money that is actually in the city, or do we want to only host you know other teams to come come and play? You know yeah. that's that's the point. That's the point that really needs to be the trigger for something to happen. Yeah. And I, I saw Rushan said maybe uh, uh, you know all of us are not a lot yet, so we can't uh, create enough pressure on the owners or office. See, I disagree with that. I think that the you know obviously one of us, just one of us, if only one of us speaks up, it's not enough. But if one of us plus one of us plus one of us plus one of us plus yeah. one of us plus one of us speaks up, they're gonna have to listen. Yeah. And I think I think that's the thing. You're right. And uh, what you whoever mentioned the. Uh, El Batallon and Texan Army, all these, the all of these groups are finally come together and realizing enough is enough. And I think uh, to think that we've let it go this far, I think is, I say we let it go this far. Um, you know, to think that true, true. You know, we've, yeah. we've, we've put up with this for so long, you know, is, is, is impressive. Uh, but it, it, the time is now. The time is now. And, and, and the thing is, and the thing is, perhaps I'm being a fan of this, and perhaps I love the Dynamo so much. And perhaps I open my eyes and I scoop whatever I don't have to. But I really, I'd rather be fighting right now for change, you know, in the whole culture and in the whole organizational bit and, you know, trying to really become a championship team. Rather to have exactly as Herman says, the Save the Movement crew. I don't want to be going on to rallies having to save the Dynamo. No. You know, and, and, and the thing is, and the thing is, you know, a lot of people say, well, we have the stadium, and we have the issue, we have the penalties, and and I was and I was debating with somebody else a couple of weeks back. For example, Las Vegas has the huge pockets to bring to bring a franchise, whatever it takes, either purchasing it or either getting into the league, and then they would bring Messi and they would recoup that that money in one season. So where does the Dynamo? Leave, where, where does that leave the dino? So you know, instead of actually letting this get bigger, that's that's what the fan needs to realize that you know it can get worse worse pretty fast because we don't know Ted's tell, tell, intentions. No. And and it's and it's true. We don't know Ted's. I mean, he came in and yeah, he wants to bring investment and challenge and yeah. make it a championship. But what? Yeah. That's what everybody says. Yeah, what and, are uh, you gonna say? Well, no, we're gonna sell the club. No, they, they don't say that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I want to say uh, one little thing to add on to that point is Ted Seagal was not at either of the last two Dynamo games. Yeah, and that doesn't sit well with me. Yeah, I just wanted to mention that. But I, th- I well, I, I, I hope and think. Well, I'm hopeful that maybe somebody passed that on, and because I, I, do you guys know uh, the Houston Dynapod guy, um, Finister? Whenever Ted was announced, he actually reached out to like to Ted, you know, to try to get him on his show, or whatever. And he actually got a response back. So obviously, there is like a way to get maybe not in contact with him directly, but you know, kind of like with his people. So I think I mean I'm pretty sure he saw. I mean, there's no way that he's like 
oblivious to whatever is going on in his club. He has been one of the, if not the only owner that actually has gone and met the players at the you know at the training fields, and I think he knows. I mean, I mean he he has to see that his fucking club is going to shit. You know. Yeah, I mean, I, I, but. you say that, you say that. I mean, if you, if he knew what was going wrong, why wouldn't he? The thing that comes to my mind is why wouldn't you fire my Jordan? True, if, if, true. If you yeah. care about your fans, and your fans have been yeah. very adamant for you know a sustained period of time that this is the right move for the club, unless there's something that's you know just totally doesn't make sense to not do that. Which it might be like a money thing that they just want to, you know, there might be like a severance that they have to pay him if they. I don't know no. how it all works. But yeah. on the other hand, on the other hand, uh, let's remember that Siegel came in what two months ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah so, exactly. Yeah, so he's, he's at pretty the beginning fast. of the season when we needed people in front of the ship, the easy thing, and and I see it from a business standpoint. On the other hand, not trying to defend here, but you know, if I was a businessman, I would say, you know what, let's keep everything the same. As soon as I take over. We'll see. So this is the we'll see moment yeah. for Dynamo and for Ted. Yep. So then how does that we'll see moment ends up being? He saw. That's he saw. He saw. He saw. He saw. He's seen. He's, I, don't think, I don't think that that's the thing that I will have to say is that uh, it's very clear. It's very clear. So, I mean, it's up to him now. If he – and really, it's it should have been done already in my opinion, but – you know, I, uh, if, to say that you haven't seen now uh, would be lying. You've seen 14 games without a win. That's yeah. what you've seen. No. And and also I want to point out that in the last, not this last home game, but the, the, the previous one, there was rumors of him actually having a, a rough conversation with Tab Ramos yes. outside. Yeah. So obviously he's he's aware of something, you know. He knows that obviously something is going and, on and in I the also, team. So. I also want to quote out the... The, the fellows, the big guys of um, Generation Orange saying, and I quote, based on what I've heard and what we saw tonight, this is from Saturday, I suspect Tab has already been informed he will not be back next season. The Dynamo may not officially be looking for a head coach, but I bet they're already looking for a new GM. Time will tell. So, again, uh, they may know more. I don't know. <laughs> but but you know uh, but, uh, perhaps that perhaps that already has started making that, steps that's, you know because uh, weird. That, that sits wrong <laughs> with you, because the reason that sits wrong with me is that you have to be ruthless as an owner you have to make decisions that are sometimes against the fans as that not everybody likes if it's you think it's in the best interest of the club right no. well you know what if 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 the 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 hard decision you have to make here if you realize that Ted that. Okay, Tab isn't your man. You know, I think Tab should stay for another year. That's in my opinion. But if you if you think that the best decision for the club would be Tab leaving, Tab should leave t- tomorrow. Yeah. Like, why would you keep let him keep going? It, yeah. Obviously, that, that that doesn't make any sense. That just does not make any sense. And yeah. look, are we gonna get worse? Are we gonna get worse? Because you can't get worse. We're in the last in the Western Conference. I would have tomorrow a, G- a new GM and, and start scouting for the new for the new coach, and then have him next month. If if I was that seagull and looking at not from a dynamo hardcore, uh, thinking with my heart perspective, rather you know as a businessman, hey, this is not working, and I really wanted to work, therefore I need to move now. The only thing I can say, and the only reason that I can give Tegnik Seagull any credit is that I I understand that you have to have someone to run things. So like if you if you fire uh, specifically, I mean you can get a new head coach, whatever, or interim head coach. That's not that's pretty common. But if you fire Matt Jordan. You need to have another GM. 
you know, essentially, right? Or at least out for someone that's going to be coming in relatively soon. So I, uh, I do understand that that takes time to find someone who's going to be a good fit, and you're not just going to randomly, willy-nilly, just pick some random random GM, you know, you have to, you have to make sure you don't get another Matt Jordan. <laughs> so, uh, I, I, I do understand that from Ted Segal. So I, I, maybe it's harsh to say, Oh, you need to have, you know, I'd fire him tomorrow, but I do think that he has to be thinking now, let's replace this guy as soon as possible. You know, I, 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 I want, I, I am, I am very curious on Herman saying steal Cray Wable from Seattle. Can you develop on that? I'm not sure if you can talk, but can you develop on that? Because with Chris and, 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 and Polar and Rob, we were wondering who would be a good GM or who would be a good head coach for yep. the team. And, and, and I keep saying Bruce Arena, but I'm, I'm saying the figure of Bruce Arena, not literally Bruce Arena, because it, right now he's happy in, in New England, right? But, uh, right now, I'm, I'm, and, 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 and if Ted wasn't, you know, the owner, I don't, I don't know if, if the ownership would be able to bring somebody who would accept this budget. You know what I mean? So, and maybe that's why it's that they stuck with Mike Jordan. Yep. It's, it's a tough situation, guys. <laughs> but I mean, it's not. It's, it's tough, but I think it's the the steps that can be made are pretty easy and clear. You know, just get rid of Matt Jordan. You need a new GM. Uh, when it comes to, uh, when it comes to the coaching staff, I mean, you can, you can go either, 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 or, I mean, but I think, I mean, if we see the problem, I mean, I'm sure they see the problem as well. I mean, hopefully, you know, but, uh, I think, boy, like, you know, like Tammy was saying, you know, Ted, he just came in. I think he's still kind of like, Getting into this whole what the hell is a soccer team type of thing, and I, I mean, I, I don't know. For from the little that I've seen, Ted and the way that he moves, I think he's gonna make some. I mean, at the end of the day, he he wants to make money, so he he's only gonna make money if he wins. So I disagree with that. I really? Disagree with that. Why? Yeah. Was that? Uh, I mean, uh, Burner's made money. Yeah, but he's uh, never made money. What? And the reason it's it's a lot a reason that we get bought out. It's not because they think we are a great team. It's because MLS is a growing industry, and it's a safe it's a safe investment because you can't be relegated. You know, if you look across yeah. if you look across almost all the leagues and other leagues, you can get relegated, and there goes your investment, right? If if you get relegated, uh, like for instance, I'm a Swansea fan as well, and they got relegated from the Premier League. Your your value goes Damn. drastically down yeah. when you get relegated, right? And I've had to, unfortunately, have to see. You know, we used to be able to sign players that were thirty worth thirty million. Now we can only sign players worth twenty two million. Sorry, twenty million, two million, right? Well, now it's the same thing. It's 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 they, these these investors say, okay, you know, I could go buy a team or buy a stake in a team abroad, or I could stay in the U.S. Um, and pretty much guarantee that I make a profit unless I literally the, the club falls into ruins. Yeah. And I think that's what Brenner did. And Tetsugol seems a little bit better than that. Um, I don't know. Well, you know, I, it's so early doors. I, uh, but uh, I think there's a reason that uh, there's a reason they, they don't. They, you know, there's a reason that they, that Brenner didn't care. Yeah. I think. Well, I think Brenner was just getting like his his check every month. But I think Ted Siegel would. I mean, it seems like he has more like inspiration to to make more money. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like he, to, he's, to, he's, to go bigger. He seems you know? more active. 
he yeah, seems like, more active. And I think, but it's it's the first few months. I mean, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's hard to judge. It's yeah. hard to judge that. I mean, he already. I mean, he already. I mean, to me, maybe it's not a big deal. But adding just another training field with lights, I think it's it's already an investment. Like, like, and because that you know from the conversation that that guy told me I had with Tab, like. The, you know, Ted Teagle came to, like, you know, make changes and to, to make, I mean, it's, uh, thank you, um, um, Samuel. We'll, but we'll probably do this again uh, soon, so. But, yeah, we'll, we'll finish it off here in a couple of minutes, by the way. But, uh, but yeah, like, Ted Teagle came in with, like, you know, money everywhere because I think he wants to make it grow. Obviously, you know, Brenner's not going to spend money when he's about to sell, you know, but he did the whole rebrand and stuff like that. Um I don't know. I just I just think, you know, Ted is has a little bit more ambition than Brenner. I think Brenner was, you know, he was happy cuz like you said, you know, it's a, it's, it's a good uh steady Brenner, income, you know. Yeah. Brenner but, Brenner is old money, Ted is new money. Exactly. Like you can tell like, you know, Ted looks hungry, you know, even though Brenner is also like, you know, the immigrant story and all that shit, but you know, he he already he's a, he's an established man. Where where Ted, you know, he's still a young guy. Like he's he's in his forties. You know, like there's a lot of money to be made. You know, he's only in his forties, and I think yeah. he wants to. He he looks like he wants to win. He doesn't want to just be an owner of a team. I think he wants to like take it to the next level. Like be in Atlanta, be a Seattle. I don't know. You the know? only thing I'll say though is is uh, you can want to win, but you have to prove that you are going to win, and you do that with your actions, not your words. Exactly. And, I think uh, obviously there's been some good actions. He's had some actions, so I, is that a good start? Yeah. But uh, I can think of some actions that I would take if I were GM, or so I was, or if I were owner. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, he. I think he also put a lot of trust in Tab Ramos, and and bringing in like Baird and bringing in you know because a lot of people said you know we're we're spending too much money and you know and Dorsey oh. like like these guys, like you know these guys yeah. well you know. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I, I think also. I think also, it, it comes down to like um, anything. Anything more than four hundred thousand for us is, is a lot of money. Yeah, <laughs> which is which is so different it's than. Uh, I mean, Cincinnati brought in Brenner, who is twelve million. Yeah, I want to say that's, that's more than that's more than that's more than our entire payroll. That's more than our entire payroll four times over. That's insane. Yeah, it's it's more than it's more than we've ever spent for a player. It's more oh. than we've ever sold a player for. It's it's just like you know these are we're, t- we're operating in different worlds. Yeah, that's the sure. that's the thing that's uh, I I you know I, and you're right like maybe compared to whatever the market value is for Baird, but I don't care what the market value is for Baird. I care what you know. Okay, yes, it has to be sustainable for the club, but other than that, like I I want I want whatever can make our team the best and whatever can grow the club. True, but. With that being said, let's just go ahead and leave it at that. And then, uh, if y'all if y'all want, if y'all if you're like down, we can do this maybe uh, like once a month or so, and just go, you know, just talk. We we've been talking for two and a half hours, <laughs> so yeah, uh, yeah. so I mean, but I think there, there's a lot to be, you know, there's a lot to be talked about, especially in this club, and you know, with everything that's going on. And yeah. you know, if y'all wanted, if you guys are down, we can do this like once a month. Let's you know, yeah, for sure. And, and, and uh, one last thing before we go, I would go say is. Uh, I've been in a couple of these little chats, and I, I want to make sure that uh, we've talked for two and a half hours, as you pointed out. Yeah. Uh, don't let the talking be all you do. Make action. You know, make action happen with this club. I think we've we've talked enough over the years, and 
and it's important to talk and we need to we need to voice these things and understand what's going on and make the right decisions but uh let yourself be heard and when you're talking and uh and and take action and make sure these things happen in our club sure man i mean i'll, I'll try to be the, the the best voice of of the fans <laughs> yeah I, I'm, i'm talking to you i'm just no, talking yeah, to everybody yeah, yeah. no yeah of course yeah. of course yeah everybody has to i mean myself Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think, I think, well, I mean, this whole, you know, having flags and people wearing paper bags, I think is a good start, but I, sure. we, we have to put the pressure. I mean, if we want to, if we want to live in a city or, you know, maybe you're not here, but uh, if we want to be in a place where like, we want to have a, a winning team, uh, we are the ones that have to put the pressure on. Like, if we don't put the pressure, then who will, you know, there's no relegation. <laughs> so that, exactly. So, but yeah, hey, what, what, I didn't get your name. What's your name? If you want yeah, my name is my name is Robert um, Robert, Robert right. Eggert. So uh, cool. I I grew up while going the games. Uh, I I grew up in Houston, um, H Town. Hold it down. Hey. Um, no, but I'm I'm in I'm in college right now. So right. Uh, I I went to all the games this summer, but I, unfortunately, well maybe fortunately with the way this is yeah, going, for but real. I can't, can't be at the stadium right now. So uh, no, I've been uh, I've, I've been pretty. A pretty active fan pretty, pretty cool. super fan <laughs> well, that's, man. Hey, but yeah man thank you thank y'all for joining uh the other samuel thank you robert thank you to the other guy that i also talked that i don't know his name uh, oh there you go thing. um german actually said it in the chat he says what can we do as fans to put the pressure on and i'd like to get some input from y'all on what we could do because um, you know i'm there chanting yeah uh jordan out every week <laughs> yeah you know i, I just other things that we could do yeah i think i think uh it starts with the media i like the media i think that's the first one we yeah. could probably do um i think uh obviously i i'm of the opinion that, that there's no reason to have a season ticket to this club unfortunately as of right now um i think that also um i i think you just are you saying like walkout should be uh, organized or i don't know i don't know if, i mean I don't think, honestly, I don't think that our fan base is passionate enough for that. But uh, I think yeah, that more I than anything, no matter what, more than anything, I think you just uh, through your words and uh, yeah, I, I like banners. Honestly, I think banners yeah. are a good a good way to do. It. I think if you get enough banners in a stadium, like it, uh, that puts a pressure. Now, of course, at the last game, you know, last game you saw a few, but if if you were to have that all across the stadium, I don't think you can ignore that. I think yeah. that's something that you can't. Uh, for sure. It takes more than that, uh, and, and I think you see if you see that across the casual fans, and like obviously the ultras are going to be the first people to you know, Voice say opinion, something yeah. about it. But if you see that across the board, I think that's something uh, where like the, the players notice it. That's where I think it'll really start to hit home. Yeah, if anything, like just take a bunch of banners and stuff and just spread out throughout the stadium. <laughs> yeah, and make, uh, make it seem really like a, idea, yeah, yeah, make it seem like everybody's on board. But it's, I mean, like, as I of now, not, you know, it's just the the small group. I'm, I, w I would love to see something where it was like a, a, a joint effort between the supporters and the casual fans where it'd be like um, the casual fans, uh, like there'd be maybe like across the stadium. So you'd have uh, the supporters might say um, like enough and then in the middle section is and then the other section enough or something like that. You know, something something where it, 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 it unifies both the uh, – 
the supporter, the ultras, and the casual fans. Because I think that's the other thing is that a lot of times the owners will say, okay, you know, it's just the it's just the ultras. You know? yeah. Nothing, uh, you know, they're, they're just going to And they're going to show up every week. Yeah, they're going to show up every week. But if, <laughs> if it starts hitting the casual fans, I think that yeah. that would really make a difference. Yeah. Cool. All right, guys. So I'm going right. to actually post that on Twitter too. I'm going to ask directly, you know, El Batacion, Serge, uh, Texan Army, Mandela Negra. I'm going to ask them, be like, how, what can the casual fans do to help you guys? You know, because obviously they're leading the way, you know, in a sense. You know, what can yeah. the guy not sitting in that section do to, you know, help help you guys out? <laughs> obviously, paper bags seem to be the best thing for some people. But, yeah. but I mean, that's a, good, that's a good idea. I mean, shit. But obviously, it has to be something more visible. You know, got to yeah. use the cameras, got to use any anything that you can get to get the attention of, like, national media and just... Also, also I think, I think a, like, a, an off-game protest as well would be something that would be good. Like, a, like one where it would be, we'd show up to the stadium uh, for, like, you know, it doesn't even have to be during a game day. Yeah. But, uh, like, like just, like, if you had 2,000 people in front of the stadium, I think that would send a message. I think because... Park? practice or something that, that too uh, yeah, yeah. going to practice too. yeah 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 that would work too yeah. i think maybe that might be a little more uh iffy with like police and stuff but uh if that was done in the right manner i think that would right. be good right right it has to be peaceful and stuff but i mean it can be done yeah. yep for sure but yeah guys hey so we can strive uh for maybe uh september 13 or the 20th we if you guys want to do it again it's another monday yeah. and i'm actually if you guys are okay with me posting this as a as an episode yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and throw it out there, and yeah, we we can do this like once a month, and you, you know, go ahead and join in, and we can talk some shit. <laughs> yeah, and and if you ever want me like to come on, for sure. Yeah, yeah, I'll have you. I'll have I, don't, you I don't do much media stuff, so I, like if you ever want. No, yeah, yeah. Kind of a voice, just let me know. <laughs> for sure, man. And hey, uh, the other guy, <laughs> what's your name, bro? So I can. Oh, uh, Hunter. Hunter. Hunter all right. Gotcha. Hunter yeah. and Robert. With all, uh, with all due respect, you guys are pretty white. Yeah. <laughs> <Fair> <laughs> no, enough, but uh, but uh, but yeah, hey man, thank you, thank you for for joining in. Uh, you know, thank you, for, you know, spending so much time here and just you know talking, and I really appreciate it, man. Thank you. All right. Yeah. Thanks for hosting. So yeah. I'll I'll see you guys. Uh, you know, I'll let you guys know you know exactly when, but you know, I'll I'll be posting it out there, and yeah. So tomorrow you guys can hear yourselves. All right. All right, y'all. Later, man. Y'all be safe. Later.